Whoop, whoop, whoop. Ah. And ah. Hello, and welcome to the Salacast on Sunday, the 3rd of June, 2018. I'm your host, Dan Train. Joining me today, Zachary Burgess. This podcast is not really relaxing at all. And Robert Kemp. It's filled with B and S. Well, well, there's not so many rumours this week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Slightly fewer leaks. Is it usually a relaxing time? Well, it's also, you know, summer, so we're getting the heat also, which is going to mm. help. So I've been on full ventilation most of the day, so we're... We're, we're, we're okay. starting at the best possible place, yeah. I guess. Max vent. What, you've had all the windows open? Yes. Which is about as good as you can get in here. Like, you open all the windows, you open the two doors, you open the back up, you hope for some airflow. Because... I mean, in Britain, there's no aircon, is there? No. Nope. <laughs> in houses, no. That's a, it's a crazy future concept. Yeah, can you imagine? How does it even work in, like, because like in America they have, like, central air, right, where they have heating and cooling piped around the house, and that's, like, normal, and you'd be yeah. crazy if you didn't have that. Like even in the... In the, yeah. in the sort of just below the coving, right? That's yeah, like weird vents. And they don't have radiators, and they're like, what the hell is a radiator? <laughs> radiator? And then in Asia, they have those units that they stick in the windows, right? Does that actually cool your whole house down like that aircon uh, box? I guess, thing? yeah, because I, I assume they're just, yeah, like a big, a big air conditioner, right? It's like it's I guess so. just blasting cold air in. Yeah. Could you get one in the UK and just plug it into your house? I don't know. If you, I mean, I assume so, right? Because like that's how they must, they must have to use similar looking fans industrially, right? It's what they put on the roofs of buildings. <laughs> I suppose, but that's all piped in, isn't it, with the HVAC yeah, yeah, yeah. system, right? Whereas, hmm, I don't think there's any piping involved in those ones that just go on the window. You're just, you're just shoving a window. Yeah. Hmm. Wouldn't it be great if those little fan fans they put in bathrooms could actually just be little aircon units? And just be like, so you can have a nice. So nice... you just your bathroom could be cold, <laughs> but then you open the bathroom door and, and be... let the smell permeate your whole house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Do you mean like well, the extractor fan for like the yeah. right? Well, I guess I guess that means you have a choice, right? You can either be warm and smell free, <laughs> or cold and stingy. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Why would you use recirculate the air from the bathroom and use that That's to cool the house? And I was just thinking, there's already a fan there. It was a thing you could turn. Oh, okay. the, uh, you could turn the suck to blow and the blow cold. One that would be the one to do it on. I guess. The one. But then the problem we've got with all of these is that all of these are extractor fans, right? Yeah. Aircon aircon works by blowing cold air in, right? You just have to have them. You have to have it reverse somehow. Yeah. So you can't cook an aircon at the same time. Well, but... no. But the cooking creates so much heat anyway. You're not. You wouldn't want the aircon running while you're doing that because you'd be. <laughs> Trying to neutralize heat constantly with air con, it would just waste energy evening it out to still being hot. <laughs> mm. Well, not if you dump the heat out at the outside somehow, which presumably is the whole point. Yeah, but it would be a, you wouldn't be able to have it on the same like you wouldn't be able to have the air con coming out that near to the cooking because then the cold air would just get sucked straight back out. Yeah, that, <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. That adjacent. Yep. You know how they have underfloor heating, right? Yes. They just make your entire floor a bit like a fridge. Yeah. Oh, kind of. <laughs> not really, though. Is it, is it not possible? 
I don't know. I don't see why not. Well, it, it would probably be incredibly expensive because it's not just like other floor heating is just like you put the hot water in pipes, whereas refrigeration is like you put not just water in pipes. Mm. You put a whole ton of chemicals in pipes and compress them. I guess, yeah. Don't want a bit of floor exploding. I mean, what would be the likelihood of a bit of floor exploding? More important question would be what would happen if your house caught on fire? Well, all the chemicals. Yeah, you just asphyxiate real fast. Yeah, probably. Probably be a good way to go. <laughs> you get real high. <laughs> Not sure the chemicals in fridges are useful for getting high. Although we can just tell that the, the dumb people will try it and find out. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They'll do the science for us. <laughs> There's always a guinea pig for these things. Willing or otherwise. In this case, it's, not, it's not about willing, it's about dumb. Dumb or otherwise. <laughs> they don't know any better, they're perfectly willing. I mean, if you get high on your fridge ga- um, liquids and gases, you're not going to be able to keep your brownies cool. <laughs> brownies aren't meant to be cool. And all your munchies, well, whatever, your weed butter. <laughs> yeah. Weed butter. <laughs> Can of beef. <laughs> canopy. <laughs> some um, some herby seasoning right there. I feel Sprinkle like the weed and, and the doesn't really mix with the butter that well. Like it's a nice idea, but it's like doesn't actually really go together. Anyway, is it a bit like like you know how when you when you have garlic bread, right? Yeah, like, kind uh, of. Yeah, they they put that little bit of part, pointless parsley. Yeah, yeah, exactly. In the, in the butter, just so you know it's garlic bread. Yeah, it's, it's kind you of just, like you that. just want to sprinkle a little bit of a little bit a little bit of weed in there, skunk bread, in there. <laughs> basically. I mean, it's if they could sell that ganja bread, that's it. We could still call ganja it GB bread. in some way. It's like ganja bread. I like that. Do you imagine if they did legalize weed, then that would be the perfect product to sell with pizza, wouldn't it? <laughs> like oh, for mate. a lot of stoners. <laughs> <laughs> well, unless you just want to put it as a pizza topping. <laughs> well, the well, thing yeah, is like, that more directly, the Domino's herbs just contains an extra, an extra one. <laughs> yes. You, but the the trouble is, you need the, like the month. You only get the munchies after a little while, so you need to have the drugs first, kind of before eating the pizza. Mm, Always doesn't work so well. Anyway, we, I guess we'll know what's happening if KFC ever change it to the twelve herbs and spices. <laughs> I saw a, a sign inside KFC as I was walking past. We got the full menu back. I'm like, wow, yeah. what? It's actually happened. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Not that there was too much of a problem actually last couple of times. They still had only had like. Yeah, but we only order very specific things. Yeah, the bonus bucket. And, and like really generic things also. <laughs> we get like the most obvious things we get. I mean, we just want chips and the bonus chicken. That's it. Maybe some of that, some of that popcorn chicken. Yeah. Mm. KFC chips are lame. But you have to they kind are of lame, have to have them. They're not that yeah. bad. I mean, they're, they're definitely not McDonald's or BK level. I right? think they're better than they used to be. Yeah, they're better than these. And also, I don't know about. Like, I think McDonald's might be trending downwards again nowadays. Yeah, it's been a while since I've had a properly good McDonald's fry. BK is a bit more reliable on that front. You just Christmas. don't get very many. Yeah, you definitely don't get very many. <laughs> they stiff you on the potatoes. Why? <laughs> Why are they reason. stingy? With the, they're the cheapest thing, I think. Probably, apart from the drink, well, no, they're the probably coke. the cheapest. Yeah. Yeah. The, the post mix will be the, yeah. the cheapest. But still... 
Yeah. Probably because they're having to use British potatoes, and our potatoes are too good for them. They're <laughs> too good. For them. <laughs> well, they're, they're just being um, sensible and paying farmers a decent wage. Yeah, exactly. But then, well, but then, I, I don't charge us more. <laughs> like, yeah. Not wage, but you know, potato rate. Who knows how cheap <laughs> potato potatoes rate. are in America? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, potatoes come from South America, right there. Surely they grow best there, I presume. I don't know. Maybe not. Probably not Although, longer. No, yeah. We've probably got like some like half you know, special breeds or whatever yeah. potato that grow wherever. The King Edward. Yeah. But isn't there a thing like in, in America in like someone posted around on Facebook recently, isn't there a thing about like the type of potatoes McDonald's use in America it has to be a very specific type of potato and they're super fussy about the mm. quality of the potato. That goes into the fries. It has to be grow long so they can cut long fries out of it, and right. things like that. And uh, so right. that so it's then chemicals all to hell in like warehouses and things and, to make it grow yeah. long. <laughs> yeah, and and then they have to like leave them for a long time afterwards just to you know dechemicalize before they can be cut up and shipped and things like that. Chip ship. So they ship those chips. Although, where do they chip them? Do they chip them on site or do they chip them in? There must be like a McDonald's plant somewhere, right? That's like not, not, you know, the farmers don't pre chip them. Oh, yeah, I guess not. I wouldn't have thought so, yeah. They've got to be chipped to spec. <laughs> Do you think they're easier to pack once they're chipped? Because they're not like round ish or shaped. Can you pack more I don't in? No, I reckon, I reckon they're probably. Oh, that's a tough one. Like, because a bit of me is like, well, well maybe they take up more space because you know mm. there's more of yeah. them. Therefore, a bit of me is going, well, there's more more surface area, and they'll just go all higgledy piggledy, creating more blank space. But then, like, you know, the roundness of a potato creates probably mm. quite a lot of uh, the trouble with, dead space anyway. The trouble with pre-chipping them is you're exposing the internal potato to the yeah. air for a long yeah. period of time. But you freeze them, I guess. But or put them in nitrogen. Like, is that bad you? as well? You're giving it freeze burn. I mean, crisps come in like nitrogen packets, don't they? Yeah, but that's not like liquid nitrogen. <laughs> that's just nitrogen. nitrogen. No, I didn't mean like I didn't mean liquid. I mean nitrogen. <laughs> nitrogen. These chips are a bit damp. The sloshing about in the packet before I've even opened it. I presume that's what's in crisp packets. Well, maybe or some some uh, random gas. I some some vegetables aren't they that that they're nitrogen up right? Uh, yeah, but that's different, isn't it? That's the, that's like that, isn't it? Isn't that like I can't remember anything about the biology and that whole fixing thing. Maybe we should stop talking about food. <laughs> Since we're already doing a podcast, start to get yeah. angry now. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we might be two and a half hours away for some pizza. Yeah, 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 exactly. Although I did discover that I can get pizza much more easily than I thought. There is wow. a pizza hut nearby. And it's not as expensive as, as, as Domino's is ridiculous, but Pizza Hut is yeah. actually reasonable. For, it's, like, think, it's got like free delivery. I think Domino's is getting more and more uh, unbearable price-wise. Yeah. So we did manage to squeeze a two-for-one, was it last week or yeah. something like that? So, so that, that made it okay. But they're very rarely like on this. They're just, their base price is just so much higher than Hut these days. Yeah, yeah it's kind of ridiculous. Yeah, it's, it's not good. And then there's that thing they do about do Jamie thing. Oliver trying to stop the two for Tuesdays. Oh, why it's like, God, God damn you, Oliver. It's yeah, like the pizzas, the pizzas are already too expensive. It's like, if it, but, you know, I, I sort of understand his whole campaign about making school dinners, like, 
healthier because kids don't know what the hell they're doing, right? <laughs> but we, by the, by, the, by the time you get to the point where you can afford to buy pizza, you know what choice you're making. Yeah. Well, we choose to smoke, like, even though it's got that horrible stuff on the packet. <laughs> well, absolutely. It changes nothing. <laughs> pizza. I wonder if they've got what the stats for those like smoking campaigns actually are. Um, I, I mean, I presume they do it because if it makes the tiniest difference, it might as well. I guess, yeah. I wonder if they would, like if they ever did those campaigns for pizza, they'll just change it slightly. So here's a vein, and instead of white stuff coming out, it's just yellow, <laughs> but, and it'll be and, and it'll be like, oh, that's a stuffed crust, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> you don't want a stuffed crust inside your body, <laughs> well, apart from <laughs> your stomach. Well, I am a stuffed crust. Yeah, you don't want to become a stuffed crust. <laughs> You're stuffed and crusty. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm so crusty. <laughs> And now Rob's going to drink a milkshake. <laughs> Very helpful. Amazing. I'm going to make some cheese in, this, in me first. Yeah, pre, pre-pizza cheese by inserting a milkshake and then letting it... Letting it congeal. <laughs> yeah. Great. Well... Do you reckon that's what milk does in general inside you? Just sort of goes all... No. Back. No. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't like react and go all lumpy. It might do, but not in the same way. Not due to... Not due to the cheese factor, probably due to the stomach acid factor. Well, yeah. Anyway, let's not talk about food, God damn it! No, well, <laughs> we continue to talk about. You can transition robot. into the kitchen area from the food. Uh, how, how, yeah, I was about to say, oh. how's your Hello Fresh going? God damn it! <laughs> it's going fine, man. Yeah. Although I have to pause it next week because I'm on holiday, but yeah, it's good. Oh, well, no, no, your, your your flatmates not picking up the uh, cooking mantle then. Well, they're coming with me, so that's not going to work. Well, then. <laughs> In fact, they're already there. I'm actually behind. Ah, they flew Hello already. Fresh. Okay, can HelloFresh just, just you know, re-deliver it somewhere? Re-deliver it, yeah, to Spain. Yeah. That would be useful, actually, because we're going to like a vi- we're having a, a villa with like a kitchen or whatever, so we could probably have nice. cooked it there. <laughs> I don't know what what's we're actually going to eat. You better have, what's a Spanish dish you used to have? Like, like tapas sort of... or something. Yeah, yeah. Or no, no. Yeah. No, not putting paella is not that interesting. No. Oh, do you not like paella? No, it's a bit boring. It sits in the same part of my brain as risotto. Mm, yeah, but you can put more stuff in paella than risotto. Like you can mix it up a bit more. It's more variety, I think. Just make it mostly chorizo. <laughs> well, yeah. That's the traditional thing with any of, those, of any of those kind of generic foods where it's just like, it's really just like, in, you know, other examples where it's just like, it's basically just, here's a big pile of rice, just put whatever the fuck you want in it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> mix anything in there. Kind of, yeah. How many types of meat cube can we put in this? <laughs> Although I hear risotto is quite hard to make. I don't know about paella. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's definitely a sort of like a, it's one of those dishes I think where you have to, you can't undercook it, can't overcook it, it has to be sort of just right. Yeah. And it's like, and I think in the history of me eating risotto, which is not very often or frequently because I generally dislike it, I've had like one that I've liked. And it's. And also, it's like when you're, when it's available in a restaurant, it's probably an Italian restaurant, and you could probably choose pizza or pasta or something else, not risotto. I don't, I don't feel quite so stiffed by an Italian restaurant if I buy pizza. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Italian prices, Italian restaurant prices are quite high, and you know they're making a hell of a profit margin on that pasta dish. Yeah, because you know the pastas here. 
That, that, there's a reason why Mr. Jamie Oliver's opened a chain restaurant and he chose to make it Italian. Well, yeah, and then, then most of them failed somehow. Mm. I don't think he's the best person to be giving us food advice. Like, no. he can't run a restaurant. Let's not have any more food advice then. Yeah. Come out for the third time. Roger. <laughs> Roger. Is that all the kitchen stuff then? <laughs> not funny. No, I don't think so. Okay. I've, been, I've been eating a lot of crap the last couple of weeks. Okay, so. let's move it on. Film section? <laughs> uh, I did watch that Deadpool, but I haven't watched that solo yet. Uh, I haven't watched either. Is Deadpool worth a go? I kind of can't be bothered. I think it's messier, but better. Oh, it's better? Yeah, as in I think more of the jokes... Well, it doesn't rely so much on as crude a sense of humour, if you see what I mean. So oh, some of the jokes come across as a little bit smarter, but perhaps more of them are a little bit more in-jokey, I guess, as in more, oh. more of them are referential. So it depends what you're looking for. It's I don't, like, I don't think it's any, as long as I, I get the reference. <laughs> yeah, I don't, think, I don't think it's any worse. Let's put it that way. Okay. Uh, how, about, how about that? It's, it's level, level playing field. They, 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 they've done all right. It's okay, like, that's good. For, for a sequel, I think a lot of people thought was perhaps unnecessary because they did the joke of what Deadpool is that they actually make it work and it's like that's fine I think I think now's a good chance to have a little bit of a break I think don't don't go straight into Deadpool 3 yeah. now that Fox is under Disney's wing give it a bit because there's so much more you could now do with Deadpool <laughs> why is he is there any chance in is there a snowball's chance in hell he could be an MCU character I guess well I mean it depends what they want to do with the, like what they currently have, right? Like, because usually when they it, like the one time when they brought Spider Man in, they they rebooted him, right? So the only time they brought one into the MCU, they had to reboot the character, right? It's not like they got yes. Andrew Garfield into the MCU, so no, no, no. no. So, but it, it depends because that's a little different. It's like there's this. I think there's some agreement between Marvel and Sony that the two things have to be different. But Sony gets final say on what's done or something like that. So there's there's mm. some sort of agreement there. But the Fox thing is different because Disney now just owns it, right? So they can do whatever yeah, the hell they that's want. That's true, I guess. Um, so they they I, I reckon they might choose to keep the current Deadpool and um, the X Men yeah. that they have in the Deadpool films, not necessarily mm. the wider X Men universe, and then do something with that. Do you see what I mean? Like perhaps yeah. keep that side of it somehow wedge that into MCU, maybe keep it as a separate thing and just allow it to reference or mm-hmm. use the greater Marvel universe. I mean, they um, almost did that in Deadpool anyway, it was like almost like not fully in the X-Men universe, right? Like they, it was like... No, because they had very little, they sort of very had very little budget for the first film, which yeah, was an excuse. So that was quite but They were just like, well, we can't hide. But in the second one, it's just like, they, they just sort of stick with it. And just right. like, you know, this is the universe we've set up. So, <laughs> so why not? <laughs> okay, no, no need to bring back those others. I will probably see Solo at some point, but it's going to be a while now. I think. I hear it's not as bad as those trailers made it look to be. Yeah, it, I think it. But looks perhaps like it, could it be might fun. not. But it might not be a Star Wars film in terms of feel. If you see what I mean, in the same way that Rogue One didn't necessarily mm. feel Star Warsy, just used Star Wars. If you see what I mean. Yeah. That's okay. I could do with a oh, yeah. like. I I don't. I definitely don't mind Star Wars films with no Jedi stuff. That's totally fine by me. Yeah, that's 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 okay. Yeah. I can deal with that. Rogue One had the weird monk, Donnie Yen guy, 
Yeah, but bit, no. Yeah. But, but no, no real focus on force powers or anything like no. that. He, he, he was just blind and could sense. Yeah. Although that was, you know, in itself maybe kind of a problem. It's like you didn't want to. You it's like you don't have Jedi in this film. You just have something that's very much like a Jedi, except not. Except not. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it sort of made sense, but they didn't use it that well. I don't think. I think a lot of things in Rogue One were like good concepts, but didn't actually. Mm. It didn't actually work out for me. And then had to be immediately thrown out up to continue to, to yeah, maintain yeah, yeah. continuity. Mm. Everyone had to die. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. At least in this one, people. But then this one's got the opposite problem where they have to. Yeah, survive. no one can die. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No real stakes here. Yeah, everyone will be fine. You know, they're going to get the Falcon at the end of it, or some way through it. And yeah. that's in the trailers, so you know. Yeah. But yeah, but apparently worth a watch yeah. from Star Wars fans. Some of the biggest Star Wars fans I know, and that's a, you know, are saying something next to you. So. <laughs> How do you mean? Well, you're a big ass Star Wars fan. Yeah, yeah, I would say. You know, this is this is the opinion of a guy who can basically quote the entire first film right, front to yeah. back, like okay. you know, and has demonstrated this to me. Oh, does this have fun? <laughs> it's um, it's impressive, but you know, you have to ask him to stop. <laughs> yeah, right skill for sure. Moving on from films, it's time for games for the remainder of this podcast. <laughs> Starting with the news. What? 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 Guan? Yeah. What do we? What, mm, yeah. What? 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 What do we want to talk? Should we talk Battlefield Five first? No. No. We should start with the stuff that was rumours last time, which is now not rumours. All right. Okay. That sounds fair. What? What was a rumour that's not a rumour? Well, Team Sonic Racing. Is, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is now officially announced, is, and it's actually what it's called. Yeah. Like, it's just. Team Sonic Racing. Although it does just mostly appear to be a similar kart-based thing oh, as so yeah, the, the previous ones, the, except maybe the, without the transforming. So Sonic's kart is the same same design they used in Transformed. Yeah. They, they, we, we can see that much. Um, uh, we also know that it's a 12-player team racer, so teams of three players. <laughs> so it's the Sonic heroes of the, of the racing Sonics. Yeah. <laughs> But but in a sort of I hope that it's actually literally three cars is what is one character and you switch like you did heroes. <laughs> oh, that'd be funny. But I don't I don't think that's how the no. multiplayer side of it will work. Yeah. But yeah, um, so it's yeah it, that's interesting. Like it's another game attempting this team racing idea, which um again I'm still intrigued yeah, but by, what, but I don't think anyone's pulled off yet. But what does um, it mean in this context? Yeah. it's not like painting the ground. Well, they've said presumably the the very little information they've said is that it will involve potentially sharing your power ups with other players, like so you could sure. like give to the disadvantaged or something. Um, but how you'll figure that out during the course of a race might be a bit tricky, like unless you're communicating with each other and go, give me that wisp, because mm. that's the other thing they've said. The powers are probably all going to be wisp-based. Which I guess is makes more sense than just having random power-ups like they did in the previous case. It's like, here's a ring container that has a missile of some kind. Well, it also hints towards the game being not all-stars, yeah. as in... It's just a Sonic racer this time, <laughs> not, not a wider Sega racer, which I'm not 100% sure I'm okay with. That means they now can bring back all the dumb Sonic characters that, that go in teams of three. You're mm. going to have Shadow, Ian, and Rouge. You're going to have Team Chaotix. Yeah. You're going to have the bird dudes from Riders. You can have, I don't know, they, they must bring out Blaze and maybe some of the other... Blaze and uh, Silver and one other miscellaneous person. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> miss. miss. <laughs> 
Oh, what if they bring back the the, the human girl? <laughs> what <laughs> the princess for yeah. things? Yeah. No, <laughs> that'd be bad. <laughs> just just chuck everyone in there. I mean, there's a lot, but chuck everyone in there. The only other logical cream person, and cheese. Well, the only other logical person that would go with Blaze would be Cream, but she's already in Team Rose, obviously. Wow, well, I bet they, <laughs> I bet they don't necessarily follow those patterns, but. It's so convenient, though. I know it's convenient. Teams are free. I mean, yeah, you've got... They've oh, already done it in another game. You've clearly got Chaotix being a thing, right? And Except they were originally four, which is why that did, why that was weird in, in oh, Heroes. Yeah. Like, where was, where's Mighty? <laughs> you got oh, him yeah, there. yeah. And now with Sonic Mania and their thing, bringing back Mighty and Ray. Well, maybe they're a team, yeah. Mighty, Ray, and who else? <laughs> and <Yeah>. someone. And <laughs> someone. Anyway. Yeah, it's... it's I mean, Sumo Digital are behind it again, so that that's the that's another bit that fills me with confidence because it's like, hey, they did a really good job with Transform. Yes, but it also yeah. fills you with like sameness, maybe. <laughs> Which yeah. is like, oh, well, you're just making another r- solid racing game that's probably just going to be solid, <laughs> mm. not spectacular. Probably not going to innovate that much. Maybe, yeah. Transform definitely did push. I, I I would say Transformed pushed the boundaries a bit on what a kart racer can be. Well, except Transformed was really just in response to Mario Kart where they had the gliders. I, I mean, I guess, but they, <laughs> you know, full on flight and proper boat physics. Yeah. So, you know, it was all. They slightly enhanced the concept. Yeah, it was a step up. Uh, technically, Mario Kart did have sort of the boat thing as well eventually once they started implementing propellers and whatnot. Yeah, but it, it was just, that was just driving underwater with well, slightly less gravity. Yeah. Uh, so Team Sonic Racing, it's a thing, not a Sonic R game. No, unfortunately. Yeah. <laughs> Sad like, times. Because they very clearly have kept that R on yes. the logo, which look weirdly juts out, doesn't it, from the rest of the logo. Unless this is like some kind of ridiculous bait and switch where they're like, they show, show them in cars at the start, but it turns out that's only one of the types of race, and you can mm. have foot race as a different option. <laughs> True. True. Good work here. Probably not. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's early days. They haven't, they really haven't said a lot. They've no. only put a few screenshots out, said a few things, and that reveal trailer tells us nothing. Nope. Um, so, uh, out the at end of this year. Uh, so, what's next? What else, what else was rumored? That's now. Well, there's thing. the whole Pokemon situation where it turns yeah. out pretty much all of those rumors are correct. Mm. <laughs> Bang on, in fact, including yeah. the yellow and the Pokemon Go integration and. All that stuff. And Eevee, also. And Eevee. In case you weren't 100% yeah. convinced about that. What were the two, then? It's like, let's go... Is Pikachu it let's, and Eevee. It is Pikachu. Okay. Yeah. Let's go Eevee! <laughs> Aren't Eevees what they call the stats? Of yes, like Eevees and Ivies. Okay, yeah. It's probably not coincidental. Mm. Well, actually, I guess maybe it might be. Because I guess Eevees weren't really a thing that you knew about until several generations in. I guess, they were a hidden stat in the first few games. Yeah, and well, until people started hacking them. Well, yeah. yeah. If, if it was, if it's not a coincidence, that's one hell of a long play mm. <laughs> that they named a Pokemon after the hidden name of a stat that only existed in the background until some generations later. The like community them. probably came up with. They probably named it that, right? That's probably because yeah. it was in the system. They probably didn't. And also, presumably, you know, that they might even be a translation from something in Japanese that wasn't even meaning the same thing. Who knows? Yeah, who knows? But anyway, yeah, it's like a, a basically supposed to be a retread of Yellow, like just set in Kanto, is it, with the first kind 100, of 151? The thing about it is that it appears to be a 
kind of like consoleized version of Pokemon Go. Like you don't really fight wild Pokemon; you just throw Pokeballs at them like you do in Go. Oh yeah. wait, what? So what? There's no no, there's battling. no battling apart from well, there is against trainers. trainers. Yeah, but then the question is, if you can't fight wild Pokemon to grind to raise XP. How do your Pokemon level up? And mm. also, like, what about move sets? Because they appear to have four moves in the traditional fashion mm. in those trainer battles. But then, like, will they evolve in the same way? Will you still be able to learn all the same moves? Or will they be running on some kind of more simplified version where maybe, like, how um, Mystery Dungeon works, where, like, you get, like, a subset of the moves and, like, the leveling up and evolving works on a slightly different method? So are we afraid this is a dumbing down? Well, it clearly is. Well, it, this whole, one is. That's why everyone's annoyed. Right? Is it? But th- there's going to be another game, though, right? That's Well, yes, and that's the thing where it was, like, in part, bad communication on Nintendo's part, but also, like, due to the leaks, it kind of fucked them in fucked them itself, where, so, we, like, so previous this- E3, the Pokemon guy was like, we're working on a new Pokemon, and then these leaks come out where it's like, it's Pokemon, let's go Eevee. And everyone's like, oh, that doesn't sound, that sounds not that like sounds a not thing good. that we want. That sounds like a real cheap shit job, not the next Pokemon game. <laughs> a cheap and then, and then, shit job. And then they announce it, and it's actually what the rumor said. And it's like, yes, okay, it's some weird Pokemon Go kind of spin-off crossover thing. And then after that, they announce, wait, no, actually, we are still making an actual Pokemon game, only it's only going to come out next year. Right, right, so this is... This is a spin-off so project, technically, in a way. Technically, the E3 2017 guy didn't lie. He said it will no. come out. It will come out sometime after late next year. And it's like technically still true. 2019 yeah. is still technically End of after 2019. late next year. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, the Reddit comment at the top was just like, "Fuck this! Where's my breath of the Pikachu?" <laughs> yeah, I mean that is what everyone's hoping is going to happen with but, the actual new game. Yeah, I mean, could. they're going to do some kind of. It's not going to be that much of a departure though right well i mean if they're doing this yeah uh, like this weird pokemon go crossover thing they might yeah. be willing to try and, something different and i know it's a bit of a weird comparison but like to be fair breath of the world that zelda game did throw up out quite a lot of the conventions of the series yeah. it's, also, it's not like, distinctly a zelda game though, really. yeah like well, so like they a... could do it and it also threw out mm, a lot of okay. stuff and like not ne- didn't necessarily feel the need to fill the space back in with more stuff like the you know there's a very limited number of abilities you get in Zelda and that kind of stuff and it's like it doesn't necessarily make the game worse it, you can sometimes feel like I wish there was more but it doesn't overall the way the whole game works together still works so if they could do a similar thing for Pokemon and like so what would somehow like, make it yeah, but less so complicated that, but better yeah what would that really even be like a breath Amon would it be like you know you're walking around a full 3D environment now like you know like what if you could well, but, but you then how the combat work like does it go into like one of these like you've got too close to this enemy like well yeah cut into a turn-based system still probably. i think probably yes unless it wants to go like full final fantasy 13 style just yeah you walk I mean, up the enemies the... and then it initiates battle mode and then you just start inventing cards and hoping that things go how fast becomes, go down it becomes some form of action rpg you see that's <laughs> the part i think don't think we necessarily led but I don't think they'd but, do that because, I, like, it's not I'd, I'd initially really simple. Yeah, yeah, I'd be really interested in if they went action RPG, like, see if they, how they could twist it into that, because I think they could, but I don't think they would. I well, think, I think, I think that's, that's too far from what the core of Pokemon is. Well, with the Pokemon, with the way that 
like this Pokemon Go crossover thing looks like. I feel like what they could actually do is maybe give you some kind of options to not have to fight every fight because grinding is the annoying thing in Pokemon at a certain point. And if you could have a way to make it not like skip the battle, but make it so that you don't necessarily have to do the same thing over and over forever. Mm. If you can come up with some kind of system that made grinding for XP more interesting than just hitting tackle over and over and over. <laughs> oh, I'm sure there's many techniques. There must be some already from like World of Warcraft and stuff. Surely there's things where there's the classic MMO thing where like you know, the, if you've been away for a while, then you gain a lot XP faster at first. Yeah, but that won't like work that. For, for like a Pokemon game where you, I mean, people are just going to play through it in one go. I mean, plenty of turn-based mm. RPGs have just had the auto battle, battle option, right? Yeah, but that's where too, just, that's like, that's too just little input on your end in the other direction. It's like, in that case, you're not hitting the same button over and over, you're programming it beforehand to hit the same button over and over. Yeah. <laughs> Which is also not really that great. It just mashes through it at high speed. It's... You want something to replace XP grinding with that's more like interesting. I'm not sure what that would be like. Some kind of some kind of world element that lets you it like get XP from not battle but from doing interesting things, but battle is still an option. <laughs> or like make battles more valuable, but then make it so that you they're less frequent. And then there's something else to fill the gap. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. They're not going to be. They're but then they're not going to be. Because it's the first one on the Switch, I guess. Yeah. Or first real one. But then you're also in danger, or possibly in danger of it, just being a repetitive mini game that you end up playing well, instead yes. of. Clearly, what they need to do is make every battle into a pocket game. Just combine pocket with regular. That, <laughs> thought, that thought did cross my mind, <laughs> but but no. <laughs> That would be so complicated. Can you imagine? Yes, it would be pretty complicated. On the plus side, one thing that I did notice is watching the Pokemon Let's Go video, the battle animations do look slightly better again. Like when it does a tackle, it does an animation that actually looks like it hits the opponent, which is always Rob's thing. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. They're not like standing miles away and going, okay. and then suddenly some damage happens. Not that it's really been like that for a while, I guess. And well, they've, they've definitely been moving away from that for, for quite some time. But but it's more, it's still, you know, the traditional, like, the Pokemon basically turns into an effect. Mm, yeah. <laughs> like it's a, just a, a cloud of miscellaneous something that goes and runs into the enemy. <laughs> and then the other one goes, oh. With a, one of their two canned hit animations. Yeah. It's, as is traditional. The normal hit and the big hit, I assume. Yep. Yeah. So there's that. Uh, I guess, theoretically, this might, next thing might have been rumoured before the last podcast or around the same time as the last podcast, but there was the new Assassin's Creed. Some, yeah, we definitely. This is this is still in rumors though, mm. where it's rumored to be in Greece and some kind of more RPG elements of like you can actually have a make your own character and dialogue mm. trees. Greece, Greece that could work. Cool. Yeah, be fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, are they in danger of going a little bit God of War? No, no, probably not. <laughs> well, well, God of War has gone Norse anyway, so. <laughs> Sorry, what, sorry, what was what was either of those? <laughs> you both talked over each other. I said God of War has gone Norse, so yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but they'll make some stealth reference to God of War. You'll yeah, probably get like you'll be able to find some 
weird sword shrine where it's like the Kratos dagger chains. It's like, I can't use these. These are way too ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> or you'll meet a guy called Kratos. Yes, exactly. Who's <laughs> really angry. Yep. <laughs> or there'll just be like some mission text where the name of the mission is like the really angry guy or something. <laughs> yeah. The god of fighting. <laughs> <laughs> So is that. Uh, now we get on to things which are more like... The deity of combat. Yes. <laughs> now we get on to things that are more like legitimate announcements. I mean, I guess Pokemon was. And Team Sonic is arguably an announcement, but for the tiny amount of... Yeah, it's a reveal. And I suppose, technically, Fallout 76, not much info on that either. No. What is this? Because I've speculation. murmurings. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So what was so what's the front runner at the moment? That it's more like a Fallout MMO. Yeah, that it's an online game, well, they, but maybe like a they say online game, game and that's it. It's just like, what does that even mean? Because hmm. the trailer highly focuses on the shelter. Hmm. Well, I mean, the thing about I mean, the thing about Vault seventy six is it exists in the law, which means it already has backstory. So there's right. already some things that you know about the Vault and its situation. Which apparently Vault 76 was one of the vaults which weren't a ridiculous experiment. <laughs> it's just a generic ass vault, which right. means probably not everyone's going to be dead and, and things will be happening normally. Hmm. And also, supposedly, it's one of the earliest vaults that open. And that, to my oh, mind. Right. So this might be a prequel. Yeah, well, like, it, it will know. definitely be a prequel over at least Fallout 3 and 4 because yeah. those are like quite far into the wasteland. But it also suggests to me that the, there might, if it might be maybe pushing towards some kind of like open world ish survival thing. Like you're the yeah. first people to go out of the vault into the wasteland to collect resources, and there mm-hmm. won't be like bandits and towns all no, over the place the pop- because it will literally just be the wasteland. The population won't have built up enough yet, or won't have been <laughs> be screwed in some way. Yeah. So that, that could work. Know, it could that would seem to be a logical thing to do with the Fallout universe, but how that works with an online game, I'm not sure. Mm. Unless it's like, unless there's just like multiple vaults that all happen to be technically called seventy six, and they come out into the same world, and then they fight over resources. Or unless it ends up being a bit like State of Decay, in that it's not really online. It's yeah, just you can co-op it. Yeah, if you want. possibly. So kind of small multi- online, like a mini, like a small server, or more mm. like. Rust or yeah, the forest or whatever. I was thinking more along those lines, like something going like was it super survivalist or yeah, where people could just come up and murder you. So that's possible, but who knows? They still haven't really said anything, and all they showed was the vault and the vault covered in ballads for Reclamation Day, which I assume is what there's what the phrasing is for opening the vault, right? Because you're mm. going out to reclaim the world, right? Yeah, that makes sense. That would be my logical guess for what that means. Mm. Yeah, they would get hella irradiated. Because <laughs> presumably it will still be quite radioactive at that point. So, potentially exciting. Maybe. Featuring Soldier 76 on Overwatch, of course. <laughs> yes, obviously. I mean, the real question about that is why did they announce that before the E3? Because, like, Pokemon and Sonic had already been leaked, so they may as well have just yeah, this, announced this, this out. This wasn't a But Bethesda have their own fucking press conference as well. <laughs> yeah, they could have gotten away with, at this point, like, what, a week and a half left? Yeah. Like, they could have just left it. Um, 
unless they knew something that had got out there and were just getting ahead of it. I don't think there like, had been leaks of it, really. I, I think there was a leak that no one believed, like on some 4chan post where someone said the exact description of this video, mm. where it's like, it's Vault 76, and here's the Reclamation Day banner, and then no one really cared. Mm. But sure, probably not enough of a leak that they had to rush out the... No actual trailer. No, no, no. I think this just is Bethesda's game plan, right? Well, so I guess e- they're e- pre-hyping out. the E3. Yeah, <laughs> eke out teasers and then actually talk about what the game is at E3. But the thing about it was that the whole re- reveal of this was like a fucking twenty-four hour live stream where they just showed a test yeah. pattern and a vault boy bobblehead for fucking ages, and and things <laughs> randomly happening on occasion because you know the staff were messing with us. Yeah. So like the, that seems highly unnecessary uh, for as much information as we got out of that. Who's like the head Bethesda guy? I can't remember the who, at least the, the Fallout team guy. Yeah, I can't, I can't remember, but apparently he popped up at one point and it was just like, "What are you doing, Internet? Yeah. <laughs> You're doing what you tell us to do, which is fucking wait here for twenty four hours." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's funny. And then speaking of another game, which theoretically could have just been announced at E three, Battlefield Five. <laughs> Hmm. And yeah. also, technically, we already knew about Battlefield Five, I guess. Sort of. I mean, we did. Yeah, we already. It wasn't. I don't think we'd have been officially told, but it, yeah, Battlefield V had been uh, uh, doing the rounds on the rumor mill for a while, um, and we sort of knew that it was going to World War Two. And there we go. So then they put out this very, I guess, I, I suppose you could call it wham bam, thank you, ma'am, just hyperkinetic trailer. For some reason, a really um, weird trailer. Yeah, it is odd, isn't it? It's, it's like, like it's like I mean, I know they made World War One kind of a little bit fantasy in order to make it yeah. work, but then for some reason, in World War Two, that was like much you know easier to make work without fantasy. Instead, of they they've made it like they've doubled down on that weird fantasy stuff. Really, See, that's what that. it feels the like. The only thing that the only thing that bothers me is what's the deal with that arm. <laughs> No one had a prosthetic like that, right? Well, you know, it's not job, working anyway. The thing about this, so the main thing about the discussion around this trailer is you've got the big thing that people like even Jim Sterling picked up on and started bitching about was all the people who were like, oh, there's a woman on the cover oh, of the SJWs are fucking with Battlefield. There's a lady on the front lines. That's not what happened. Let alone, well, yeah. And then that got into a. Uh, I, I, the accuracy of this is super questionable. Then it got into an argument about whether it was like, oh no, no, there were women on the front lines; they just weren't British, yeah, and things like that. And just... but see, the trouble is that the whole woman on the cover thing is the argument that everyone, like Jim Sterling, picked up on and everything. But that's really a, a, like become an exceptionally annoying smokescreen to the whole like why this whole game is fucked up and like. Why did they yeah. feel the need to make it this ridiculous? Yeah, and how many not- times during the presentation the, the the people from Dice kept calling it authentic? Oh yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What about this is an authentic World War Two experience exactly? I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm I'm actually down for the idea. Yeah, it's, it's, well, yeah. To wrap that up, it's, it's basically the whole lady argument is moot because if they're going down this fantasy route, then who cares? Yeah. And it's like, and well, but if they communicated it as that, yeah. and not. As being authentic in any way, if they'd gone for, if they'd not even called it World War Two and just been like World War F, <laughs> just make up some complete alternate reality to put this game in, that would have been fine. The Greater War. Yeah. Um, yeah, and they just, uh, yeah, oh, if if they, 
I'm actually kind of on board with the idea of if they if it is absolutely just that right that these trailers that haven't haven't just shit the bed basically mm. that if 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 they have gone this fantasy World War Two route, fine. You know what? That's kind of interesting. Do that, but and I suppose Wolfenstein might have already done that, but whatever. But uh, I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. But please just stop using the word authentic. Yeah, like stop trying to sell us on that. It's like get get your get your messaging right. You don't want I. I was trying to because like clearly theoretically what they're trying to say by calling it authentic is like experientially not context like. The, oh, well, you know, the like, sound oh, and the graphics and stuff how, that is what yeah, will be yeah. authentic rather than how you move <laughs> what well, the yeah, actual world is like because uh i was reading the kotaku article on how basically their editor was like that went to the press briefing yeah was, like super irritated by it because it was basically they got everyone out to to a three-hour presentation that basically was nothing but marketing speak and told them nothing about the game yeah um which is a terrible terrible way to reveal a game like like it doesn't this very rarely happens like this. It's like no real graphics or anything like that. Just, just we're going to talk to you about the game that you're going to see more of at E3 in a week and a half. And it's like, what are you doing, mate? Um, so everyone's just kind of, the industry's kind of ticked off of EA at the moment for, for just a really bad way to show up. But it's like, if, if the desperation in EA wasn't already fairly obvious, <laughs> this is just like, uh, like, please love our game, please. Everything's fine. We're making it good. <laughs> Except not, maybe. Except maybe not. Yeah, it's really good. Mm. Honest. It's, oh, it's, it's pathetic, really. The whole thing feels pathetic already. Well, and like, I think they like. I don't know if they if it's because of this whole situation, but like the way they, the way it's like too jazzed up. And like they're trying to be extra cheesy or whatever. With like, what's, what's the phrase they keep saying to each other in that trailer? It's like, it's like, good see you or something. Yeah. It's like, or you're late. But they're or, just like, or, or walk, like yeah, they're walking through the, that house and like, and people are getting shot all over the place. It's like they're just casually talking to each other. And it's yeah. like that's just not a World War Two thing. I don't think. I mean, sure, no. maybe it happened somewhere in World War Two. Sure, but like, like. Being very casual about war. Are they, are they trying to be like bad company or something? Yeah, like, it's like, like make it a bad company game if you want to do that. <laughs> In fact, that would have been perfect. Like, there's just a bad company game, then it can be an alternate universe, and no one would question it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What if they had just called it bad company, but like it's a World War Two one for some reason? Because the only thing, that, yeah. the main thing that annoys me about this is like, I heard like Jeff Gersman talking about it, and he was like. They obviously couldn't have just made a World War Two game. Who would want that? And I'm like, no, that's exactly why I want. That's why I want a goddamn modern it. World War Two game. Yeah, they wanted <laughs> it would look 1942, amazing. but that was awesome. Yeah, and 1943 was a welcome re- revisiting. Yeah, but it that. was quite light. Yeah, yeah it was but light, yeah. but it was a, but it was a it, it, it was welcome. Proved the concept still worked. And, For sure, you know, it was relatively popular on COD for the limited release it got on Live Arcade or whatever. Um, and then you know. Could could they have just made a forty four and everyone be happy? Yeah, at this point, I think so. Yeah, because I don't think I. I mean, I quite liked one Battlefield one, but I thought perhaps the setting and perhaps the weaponry didn't match the style of game they were making. Well, yes, uh, which is you know I think everyone's slight beef with that game because really it's they're like, just trying to reskin the same engine over and over at this yeah, point. Yeah, it didn't it didn't hundred percent work. 
Um, but but was promising. And it's like, so yeah, just do that with World War Two, please. And I, and I would have been okay. But then, as I say, this fantasy element, I'm, you know, I'm kind of okay with. It's like, if it's what it is, but they just haven't been clear about what this is. No. And maybe that's the point. Maybe they just want to be like, hey, E3, we'll explain everything in a super boring conference. <laughs> I don't know if they will. They probably just come on stage and be like, here's a demo of it live now for half an hour with bad commentary over it. Yeah, yeah, here's, here's, here's 50 people in the, in, in the background getting <laughs> high. dog. Yeah. Yes, probably. Weed 3. But just like, hmm. I don't know, I'm kind of disappointed. I just wanted a regular ass World War II game. <laughs> I would have been perfectly happy. Well, not that my computer could run it. There's that. So. There's that. There's that problem. To... <laughs> I've still got to get over that hurdle before mm. I actually play anything. Hey, there were some murmurings about the um, GTX 1180. Mm. Like, might be around the corner. <laughs> so prices might recover some more. Well, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, what does this mean? Would the 1080s go down to a reasonable price? Is that what that means? <laughs> or the the 1180s just cause another ridiculous crypto well, I guess spike? It, I guess it depends how good the 1180s are for crypto. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, that's true. I, I well, imagine they'll be very good. <laughs> well, what's the current situation then? Um, it's still not good, as far as I'm aware. Very like, bad. It's, like, I don't think we've had it as bad as the Americans have mm. in terms of the GPU market, but I think it's still up on, like, noticeably up, but not as bad as it was, say, like six months ago, something like that. Okay, so you can actually buy them. I think they're yeah. I think they 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 are about now. Was the last I saw, but you're still expecting to pay more than you should. I think. Two other Sometimes. things I want to say about Battlefield. I'll double check my facts before that, we move there because I'm I'm not. It's been a while since I looked. There's two other things about Battlefield I want to mention. Well, actually, I guess three. Firstly, there's the thing that they didn't. I I think they might have explicitly said briefly in their announce trailer not trailer announcement conference thing that they did that there's going to be some kind of construction elements in a Fortnite-esque fashion which you know naturally has everyone worried oh what well, in their battle oh, royale mode that they yes. sort of hinted they might be adding yes, actually because everyone has to be battle royale now okay so i take back what i said like the prices seem look look normal look normal ish i mean the 1080 is still a pricey card yeah but it's yeah but it, it looks it looks back to regular ass levels. Oh, that's a relief. Well, I might actually go thinking about doing something next year. And then another thing that they said about Battlefield is with all these weird looking characters, I guess. So obviously everyone is like, well, obviously we're talking skins, right? We're talking about probably purchasable cosmetics, mm. almost certainly. Yeah. And the thing that annoyed me about it, that, well, again, this is another one of those things that is very specific to like only if you're thinking about how games work and not necessarily about just th- looking at it is like they said that they didn't want they they don't want every support guy to look the same and it's like wasn't the whole point yeah. of team fortress the silhouettes and all that stuff yeah so where it's just like, like the whole reason that people look vaguely the same is so you can easily distinguish what which class you're fighting i mean the thing is i know no like you know, Dan, you moved away from this a little bit, even though when the skin stuff got crazy in TF, you could still fairly easily tell who was who, yeah. right? And Overwatch does the same thing. You can you can still tell what a class is mm. basically by by who by, by their shape. And also yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe EA need reminding what the word uniform means. 
yeah. in both of its contexts. <laughs> uniform, <laughs> as in the clothing rank, and uniform, as in they're all kind of the same. I mean, they're trying to have something in a cell, but that was kind of the, the point, wasn't it, of like the early battlefields and that you could tell who was a medic a little bit. Yeah. And it's just like, chuck me a health pack, you bastard. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah, know which you've they got one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that was why it sucked when you got to like, the, when, they, when the, like, the medic kits became an unlock and you'd mm. be like, you're looking at a medic and it's like, well, he might have the medic kit, or he might not, because he might have changed it out. Or he might have one of those small packs that are like <laughs> temporarily consumable, or the yeah. weird, the weird ones. Yeah, yeah. So there's that, and then um, the one other thing that when I actually started thinking about Battlefield, why I think this is kind of more annoying, this kind of jazzed up World War Two route they're going, is that I've like got jazz. I'm in. Yeah, maybe play the trumpet on the battlefield. Yeah, nice. Buff Banner. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the trouble that I came to think of it in the end was that it's Battlefield is moving away from the niche that they had because the whole point of the Battlefields, especially in like the sort of two, three, and four era, yeah. was that they they were like the like the middle tier between military sim and casual game. They were like all yes, they cods were, they were in, armor. in between armor and cod, and yeah. you had Battlefield, yeah. and that was the yeah. area that Battlefield occupied. Counter-Strike as well. Yeah, Counter-Strike sort of there as well, but was a different thing. Like yeah. Battlefield's, it, really, I think Battlefield's thing was the massively multiplayer part. Like, okay, yeah. not in an MMO sort of way, but the fact that they had high player counts and high. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I, I guess you'd call it emergent if it was a single player game, but it's not that. That sort of randomness of yeah. like players are doing w- wild stuff. And yeah. the conquest mode where you're supposed to work more in a team than like team deathmatch isn't really working in a team that much. Or even capture the, I guess capture the flag is capture very, flag is, very is, straightforward. Is a, yeah. If, if you're playing it properly, yeah, there's some team mechanics there. But yeah. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. And like, and in in some degree, it still has that, right? It like conquest is still somewhat unique to Battlefield yeah. at the size that it is. But PUBG might have come along, and to less, you know, well, lesser or more extent, depending on what how you think, they've come along and introduced these hundred player game modes. Yeah, that are perhaps perceived to be wading in on Battlefield space a little bit, even though Battlefield still has its niche. It still has its sixty four player conquest thing. That no one, no one has really dared. Tackle. I mean, like uh, the battle royale thing does avoid the problem of like going around in a circle where you get one control point and then the other one, go, you know, goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. there were yeah. smarter ways that you could have solved that problem. That was always the trouble. That's what we always said about Battlefield and the back cap situation is like there's yeah. better ways to solve that issue, but they just never really tried. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I, I mean, I was. Like thought, what if Battlefield went down like uh, Team Fortress's CP route, right? And that you can't back cap. Yeah, well, like, it becomes think, becomes sure like rush, said, but two directional. Well, yeah, I think we pretty much said that about Battlefield One, whereas like surely you just have like a front line, like or where we were referencing like World in Conflicts. I don't even remember what that mode was called, but where like the line, the capture oh, yeah. points along the middle of the map were a line, and if you capture them all, it moved the front line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that was kind of neat. That's cool. Yeah. Isn't that and that would have the, that would have been the the theme of World War One would have been World perfect. One, yeah. yeah. <laughs> isn't isn't that sort of what the domination mode became though? Didn't it sort of work like that during, during those matches? But then you had the um, what do you call it? The the fact that it was a campaign thrown in as well. That 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 multiplayer campaign thing, which they've also hinted might be making some form of return. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It seems like you know. It seems like they've. 
instead of trying to make a new Battlefield game that's just a better Battlefield, they seem to have just been like, fuck that, we want to make it more like these other games. Yeah. And that's maybe not a good idea to people who like Battlefield. But then again, how many people like Battlefield? Any more. I guess. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a, is a tricky one. Because, like, maybe they're maybe this is just so they're so scared about what happened to Battlefront, and Battlefront is basically the one other battlefield like game right it's the one that other game that might have a conquesty style mode yeah. so maybe they're just looking at their own niche going yeah this thing's screwed because battlefront <laughs> yeah, but, and it's like but that's not ba- battlefront's problems were not the, the game. game yeah <laughs> necessarily it had some problems but you know it was the there was the whole structure around it yeah who knows yeah what they're going to do this sounds like a knee jerk Although they I mean, wouldn't have had enough, they wouldn't have had enough time for this to be a knee jerk. Let's say this has got to have been well, planned from a long time. Maybe the battle royale mode, maybe, maybe that's a jerk. Yeah, because you know that's just changing the player they've who's had, on what team. They've had about a year since PUBG got big, right? To to to, to put this in yeah. at this point. I think we could put some faith in the developers. It's like EA corporate are going to fuck everything up as much as possible, aren't they? All their yeah. marketing and bullshit. But probably the developers will. Try and make something decent. <laughs> you, you'd like to think that, right? The, the people in the studios are trying to make the best game they can, but are yeah. being forced to put things in that. But they're still all everyone's f- aware that the you know everyone on that team is probably aware that, that they're doing things that players aren't going to like. Like I feel bad for Warner Brothers in the same way. <laughs> and the uh, was it Monolith? The um, mm. is it Monolith? Yeah, the the Shadow of War guys. Yeah, Monolith. Um, and and that 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 ogre system can't have been their plan, right? It. And they, you know, they they said as much in that tweet a little while back, you know, saying that it's like, yeah, we realised this undermined and under well, okay, they didn't really say that they knew that at the time. They said <laughs> we realised that this undermined the nemesis system, yeah, which is obviously some someone corporate person got their hands on it to be like a late mayor culpa, I guess, as opposed to oh, we always knew this was bad, <laughs> yeah, you know, they they wouldn't be allowed to say that, but. <laughs> You know, you like you'd like to think the developers are trying to do the best they can, and are just being forced into bad design. <laughs> and then in maybe the last bit of news, I guess, if we want to get out of these, uh, PUBG is suing Epic. <laughs> Wait, are they? Yep. In yep. Korea. In Korea, okay. Because what's... they probably don't think they can win in the US court. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Got to use the home turf rules. So what is this? Is this out of like the the some level of spite that you know, like Epic have obviously made Fortnite, and Fortnite's now a bigger deal than PUBG. But, the thing is, but like, PUBG was basically they worked with Epic to make the engine do what it does for I mean, PUBG. The the thing about it is that like so you had PUBG, and then they work with Epic to work on engine stuff, and then Fortnite coincidentally turned into a battle royale not long afterwards. Yeah, and like. The trouble is, the coincidental part of that makes it so that you can't really sue for that unless there was some, unless you could actually prove like someone took ideas and like you talked about it and they stole your ideas. Except even then, if you like, there's no contractual, if you're just talking to someone about your game, there's no, that's not like intellectual property cover, copyright cover, is yeah, it? Yeah, it's a, it's a super difficult thing for anyone to prove either way. I, so mean, I them, think it's incredibly likely that Epic would have known about PUBG, right, even in its early days. Yeah. Um, and that the, the work, they were, that there was engine work to make it handle this stuff. Yeah. So 
I guess the argument here is: Did the Fort was the Fortnite team aware that this was going on, and then just coincidentally come up with Battle Royale? Mm. But the thing is that, like, the, otherwise, yeah, it's, it reeks of them nicking it, right? <laughs> but the thing is that, that because of that being such a difficult thing to even prove at all, is like that's not really even what the lawsuit's about. It's just like a straight copyright thing where it's just like they it's the going so far as like the UI elements and stuff. It's like this is oh, really? too similar to the thing that we made. And maybe that's because they stole laughing while we were working with them on the engine. That's probably the only thing they can sue about. Well, yeah. Because right? exactly. like, the agreement probably has nothing about, like, well, you, you, maybe, maybe it did, maybe it didn't. Like, maybe the, the NDA or whatever, some sort of, whatever agreement. Is it PUBG, is it just PUBG Core? Yeah, that like? that's the, yeah. and then Blue Hole. Blue Hole, the yeah. Overarching. Yeah, whatever the agreement they had with Epic, maybe that didn't accidentally, they accidentally left out the bit about Nick and the Cannons. <laughs> Don't <laughs> steal our ideas while we're working with you. Yeah. So yeah, that, I mean, the fact that they've decided to act, that it has actually got to the point of being a court case, I mean, that says something about something, I guess. Well, this is Samsung v. Apple, this could go in anywhere, right? Yeah, and, you know, probably won't go anywhere. Mm. Probably just be settled out of court, as always. Because fucking everything is settled out of court. <laughs> Well, except the Samsung v. Apple thing. Sure, but that no. was a special case, I think. Still going. Yeah. Still going. Was it Apple won the last round? I think. Fine. Like, after Samsung won, won some of the earlier ones. Yeah. It's... No one knows what the hell they're doing anymore in design, like, law. And obviously the fact that this is a Korean court, that, you know, brings in a whole different set I mean, of is this specifically, like, maybe it's just because... Isn't PUBG Mobile only a thing out in like China or something out in the eastern? I don't think it's only in China. You can get it in. Oh, you can get it here now. Yes, I think. Well, or the US at least. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A bit of me was wondering maybe this is limited to the mobile versions or no. something. Because but... previously, you may have noticed that the PUBG tried to sue a bunch of mobile ripoffs. Yeah. From and you know those were more obvious lawsuits. Whereas mm. like this is clearly stealing your shit and. <laughs> Man, one turned up on Steam the other day that was just called, like, Survive to the End or something. Yeah. It was like a £3. Looked a lot like PUBG. I mean, like, down to the, well, the mean, look of the game looked a lot like PUBG. I mean, technically, <laughs> like, a lot of PUBG is just, like, is assets. assets. Yeah, so. yeah, it's Unity assets. <laughs> it's not that difficult to make a game that looks pretty much no, exactly like that. Not Unity assets, but Unreal Store assets, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, who knows what we're having with that. But they're clearly bitter about... <laughs> About Epic stealing their idea, possibly. Well, apparently, they've lost half their player count, so. Yeah. About half of, like, fucking bazillions in China. <laughs> I mean, yeah. they're still an incredibly popular game, right? Yeah. They're still, like, number yeah. one on Steam. Is that, is that right? Like, the, you yeah. know, because Fortnite's not on Steam. But... Yes. Well, yes, that does help. But, you know, that's... And also, China is, is on Steam. <laughs> I mean, that's still a hell of a thing to be proud of, right? They're like, they're, then that business isn't oh, yeah. going anywhere anytime soon. It's not making them enough money. <laughs> well, it's probably not making them as much as whatever investors they've got now wanted. Yeah, because that's how that works. Yep. They wanted more chicken dinners for themselves, <laughs> just for the players. Winner, winner, KFC. Twelve <laughs> that's, 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 that's another thing that they tried to sue those ripoffs of, where it's just like you can't say winner, winner, chicken dinner. That's our thing, and it's just like, is it? Yeah, it's not. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure that was a phrase before you put it in your game. Yeah. But I mean, maybe it's the first time it's been used in a game context, but probably not even that. That's not in Fortnite, I mean, though, is it? No, that's no. Not they, they call it Victory Royale in in Fortnite. 
That's yeah. really a copyright infringement of fucking topics. <laughs> and what, the Royale of cheese? Yeah. Um, but, but that's referencing a real burger as well. Uh, yeah, I know. I mean, yeah, but surely Burger King needs to kick up a fuss about the Chicken Royale. Like, because it's involved in both sides of this. Yes. Burger King should, or Burger King just needs to do a partnership with Fortnite. Oh, they so do. Fortnite would be up for that. Victory Royale, where you just get a I mean, they already <laughs> was the Thanos, Thanos thing, wasn't there? Yeah. yeah. So Fortnite are definitely not shy of doing some crazy ass stuff. No. I mean, as, as little as I kind of care about either of these games. Yeah. I have to. My 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 heart's with Fortnite just because they 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 feel like they're just doing they're out there they're doing <laughs> they stuff. feel like they're still updating the game yeah and, <laughs> yeah but they're doing it so fast and so but maybe too fast maybe yeah but they you know there's weird stuff they tease stuff in the game you know with the whole asteroid thing and like it, it <laughs> you play, can't it, escape if you're on YouTube yeah a million like, videos that talk about fucking meteors hitting things I mean at the very least it's they're doing some real interesting stuff, right? Like, and you have to commend them for what they've managed to pull off. They've somehow beaten PUBG at their own game by stealing it. <laughs> yeah. Well, and having their own identity that they nicked from the other game they were making. You know, <laughs> it's yeah. just like they—they—they they, they have. I think they've won out in my eyes. Like, they have, but it's that—that that whole core question of like, is that uh, was it a right thing for them to have done? Probably not, honestly. Probably not. <laughs> but I can't help but feel like they've made the better game. <laughs> and I wonder what would happen with probably, like... I don't know what sort of contracts you'd have to use the Unreal Engine, but surely somewhere in that contract there'll be some kind of terms that are, bit, that are like, don't sue us. <laughs> probably, actually. <yeah. laughs> or we'll take our engine away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's... That, it, you're not wrong. There probably is something exactly like that, or some sort of liability thing. I mean, I bet Epic are sort of just looking at back at Too Human, right? And they're just like, yeah. "Hey, we've been through this before, guys." <laughs> Except for like a significantly less popular game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. If they suddenly can't use Unreal any longer, that would be probably quite awkward. Mm. Suddenly, you did the assets. <laughs> They'd be screwed. They wouldn't. They well, they'd have to basically start making PUBG two. Yeah. At that point, boy, what a weird thing. And I guess that's news. And that's uh, the end of the news. Yeah, I'm just double checking in case my list had anything I else. But I don't think it did. No, no, it did not. Oh, but there was the there was the thing. If we want to talk about stupid legal stuff, um, Apple blocked the Steam Link app from being right, a thing yeah. on on iPhone. Um, so this was Valve's attempt at you know making Steam Link software rather than needing the the hardware box, right? Um, and I, I think as far as I know, they're still going to put an Android app out for this. Yeah, I think um, they did. But the iOS app was blocked by Apple, having already been approved. Approved, yeah. Um, with the the Apple team saying, "Oh, hey, look, the, the the original review team got this wrong. This is in conflict with our business interests." Well, yeah. And it's like, right. well, okay, okay, what? But what? What gaming platform do you have? Well, then what, they're saying, what they're saying is what? like, so the first review team approved it on the fact that it was a functional app, presumably. Yes, yeah, normal. <laughs> and then Apple process. were like, "Hang on a minute, we don't want you having an app that's a game store in our game store." <laughs> yeah, but with very limited users, I get uses, I guess. Like you know, you have to be at home, you have to stream to it. Yeah, that to... matters exactly. Yeah, maybe. 
And I think there are others. Well, it's basically yeah, the, the, Valve's argument was, hey, this is just a land streaming app, right? It's like remote desktop, and there's a billion of those. Yeah. I guess it's maybe if they take out the storefront and just make it so it can only link to your current library or something. Like yeah. The ability to access the most parts of Steam. Maybe, but yeah. The Steam Link doesn't wasn't limited to that, though, was no. it? Like, it was, I mean, it, it was just like a remote desktop, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, anyway. It's just sort of worth mentioning, because corporations be corporations. Yep. Corporate be corporating. Google don't have a. Uh, well, it's weird. Would, would would Google should Google have like made the same play then in theory? Like, or do they just care less about the Play Store? Yeah, yeah. I think they probably care less about the Play Store. <laughs> I would imagine that by shit on the Play Store probably makes a lot less money for Google than the Apple Store does for. Apple. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, pretty sure their rates are true. a lot lower and uh, <laughs> things like that. And they clearly don't have quite so much, quite so stringent um, rules. rules or quality control yeah. or anything like that. Um, it's not the tire fire that was Windows Store. No. But, you know. <laughs> what, Pokemon emulators just like, freely <laughs> out there on the Windows nice. Phone Store. Awesome. Yeah. Oh, it's funny. Cool. It's time for what you've been playing. Um, Zeg, it sounded like you had a lot. Is that true? Jesus. Not so many. Get going. Luckily, I've been trying to shit through some of them, but you know. Okay. Some of them are lovers. I think you might have to be. I'm not telling you how to run the show, but be selective. Focus on the good ones. Yes. Well, (laughs) no. I've got eight things to talk about, and I'll get through them. First of all, small (laughs) things. So, well, okay. Part of the reason why I ended up playing eight different fucking. and and some that I'm not even going to talk about. Part of the reason was spring, the spring cleaning event on Steam, which is basically it had you know it had Steam badge achievement things tied into it as you do, and it was like oh why don't you play some games that you've never played before from your library spring cream you know get through that get through your backlog a little bit. Did you say spring cream spring spring cream <laughs> mm, spring onions. <laughs> But yeah, so it was like, why don't you play some of these games that you've never played before? Why don't you play a game that you haven't played for a long time? Why don't you play some of these games that are free on Steam over this weekend? Yeah. And it's just like, well, okay, I'm, I'm a sucker for this type of achievement, not the kind that Rob's worried about. <laughs> I'm a sucker for very tight limited achievements. You want the badges. <laughs> and also, I mean, I guess sucks if you didn't know this, but the, you also get a mystery box that may be useful in a future Steam sale in your inventory. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh. I did not know that. Who knows what that would be. It'd probably just be like a fucking 10% discount voucher oh, for some yeah. shit you don't care about. <laughs> hey, get a battle pass in Dota. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Something along those lines. So yeah, I played all kinds of random bullshit, most of which I'm not going to talk about, some of which I will. Uh, I went back to Don't Starve because that was one of the games in my games I have played for a while on Steam, I guess. Or was that one of the free ones? I don't remember. I think that might have been one of the free ones. But you had it anyway. But yeah, I had it anyway. So I went back in there and, uh, you know, remembered that Don't Starve is a wiki game. Right. <laughs> Where if you want to be able to do anything in that game, you pretty much have to have a wiki to tell you what the fuck stuff does. Mm. <laughs> Which is, you know, kind of annoying, but the age of dual monitors. <laughs> <laughs> um... In terms of a new game that was in my Steam list that the, this thing prompted me to play, I played Risk of Rain. Oh, right. So tell me what this is, because I, I see it a lot. 
No, I don't Your computer just blinged at me. Did it? Yeah. Oh, right. I should probably turn that off. <laughs> yes. That's that's me getting a Facebook. <laughs> there. Yes. Risk of Rain is a hmm, the side-scrolling roguelike platform shooter. <laughs> I don't know. Puzzwords. Right. Like Basically, you're rogue like two. Yeah, it's kind of like Rogue Legacy, except like everything's much tidier <laughs> and you're using guns, <laughs> I suppose. Oh. And it works in more of a like, uh, well, it's more roguelike, I guess, in terms of the runs and everything's on a countdown clock. Basically, there's a countdown clock that's going continuously, which basically the enemies get harder over time. Mm. So you're trying to acquire. You're trying to kill enemies to get gold to open chests to acquire new loot in order to be able to survive when the enemies get harder and so on and so forth. And there's also level structure, so you have to find the boss portal and then trigger the boss portal and then kill the boss and then clear out all the enemies that are remaining and then you move on to the next level and so on. Hmm. And, you know, it's everything's really tiny, which, <laughs> I mean, I like pixel art, but I feel like maybe that's a bit too, bit too big for me. Everything's real small. Hard. And also, there's like large open spaces where there's not much actually on the screen. There's just like tiny platforms. It's like I feel mm. like you maybe could have done a slightly better aesthetic job on this, maybe. But I'm also like I don't get how to succeed really. Like I, when I started thinking about it more, I was like, okay, since the level the level spawn, it's like it's randomly built out of chunks in sort of a. Rogue Legacy slash Spelunky, whatever style. Yeah. You see the same arrangements of platforms, but they're in a different place or whatever. And I was like, so the levels, it's, it generates a a level because they're contained within levels because of the boss thing. And there'll be a certain number of chests in the level. So obviously the ideal strategy will be to grind gold until you've collected all the chests so that you're as powerful as you can be. And then you kill the boss and move on, right? That would be the logical way to progress through this thing, presumably. And then I guess the idea is to get gold as fast as you can in order to stay ahead of the curve of the enemies as you progress through the timed aspect of it as well as the level aspect of it. Maybe. But I just can't pull it off. Hmm. And I it feels real weird with the way the one character that you start with, because you unlock characters, of course, one character you start with feels... Well, the trouble with it is that, like, I this character feels weird, and yet I don't even see how another character would work because mm. one of this character's skills is dodge roll, right? And like, it's a specific car- skill on this character, and mm. it's got like a cooldown timer. And I'm just like, why can I not just dodge roll at all times? It's just like because of, we've been playing Gungeon, right? And well, you just yeah. expect the dodge roll to be a thing, or even Rogue Legacy with the dash, yeah. It's just like, I, it just feels real weird to have it be so limited. And also, like, your main, like, shooting the gun skill is not just like, you don't just have a generic skill exactly. I mean, it, it is the generic skill technically, but it doesn't feel like it. Like, it, you push the button and it fires your gun twice and you just keep pushing the button over and over. And it's like, this doesn't, it doesn't feel just like holding down a trigger or whatever and just firing, hmm. which I feel like it would have felt much more natural to do. It forces you to play it. It's basically a single shot gun. But, yeah. But you would have liked it to have been a little bit more. Except for how many bullets you have to spam. It's not really. You're just constantly mashing the fire button and then occasionally remembering to push your other skill buttons to fire off the bursts or whatever or the penetrating shot. And it's just like, I'm not sure 
how to succeed in with that, and mm. I'm not sure how you could could possibly succeed without the dodge roll because even at this point, it's virtually impossible to avoid damage. There's just some enemies that just I don't understand what you're meant to do with them. Like there's these jellyfish things that fly through the air and sort of home in on you, but there's no way to shoot them without you're not fast enough to move, stop, turn, shoot, and not have them hit you. So the only way that I end up dealing with them is just basically letting them land on top of me and just shooting until they die. And it's just like that's and I'm taking a load of health damage. I'm like, what am I meant to do in this situation? This is one of those games where you have to like you have a turn animation then. Like you said turn and shoot. Like is that a, like because there is No, a, it's not a turn like animation, an animation delay it's like, on it. It's like because of the way you're firing your gun is a skill, it fires in the direction you're facing. So you have to consciously stop moving away from them, you, start yeah, yeah. moving towards them, and then push the fire button. Mm. And it's like it's not natural. You're not just like holding it down and turning around, <laughs> mm. or dual sticking it. In yeah, some or way. dual sticking it, or whatever. So yeah, it seems weirdly awkward, and I'm not sure how to actually progress. But it has you know the traditional bunch of random items that can give you various powers, some of which are useful and some of which aren't. <laughs> it's a very roguelike, roguelike, as is standard. So, so yeah, don't know if I'll manage to play any more of that because it would be fine if I unlocked maybe one more character to see something different, but the character unlock requirements seem difficult, even just like getting to level three. And I'm just like, I'm not even, I've got to level two once. <laughs> and that was because I got an easy boss. The other two bosses I've seen have been fucking impossible. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, don't really know what's up with that. Is it rogue? Like or rogue light? Like, is there any persistence between runs? Or? Not really. I mean, you unlock. It's more like Isaac, where you unlock the ability for items to appear in the next run. Right. Got you. So not exactly. So it might get easier, but then it might be throwing more. Yeah, but then you've got like a larger random pool. Yeah, yeah. You might have more percentage chance of getting screwed as much as you do getting unscrewed. Mm. <laughs> Who knows? Says that. Uh, and then the third thing that wasn't technically related to the Steam Twinkling, but was coincidentally also free over the same time period, and then some. It was actually like a free week rather than a free weekend, which was the other things. Mm. I played a bunch of TerraTech, which is a weird game that I would say is basically uh, Spore, but for vehicles. <laughs> yeah, okay. You just shove a bunch of random vehicle parts together to make a vehicle, you go around and shoot things. And that, sounds, that sounds all right. Well, it's all right in the same way that Spore was all right, where it's like, okay, it doesn't really... That's that same level. Yeah, it doesn't really have much else to it apart from going around shooting things, and it has the same kind of, like, jankiness of where, like, you know, the world doesn't really exist beyond 600 metres away from you. Enemies just spawn in on the edge of that circle, and then, then as you move towards them, they become active, and then you shoot them, and there's not really any skill to it. It's just, like, who has the more guns or shields... I'm just looking at pictures of this. Is there another? This looks incredible. Is there like one called like Robocraft yeah, or something that's Robocraft, like looks yeah. incredibly a lot similar? The same. Well, I think Robocraft is more like a team, uh, like a deathmatch, whereas this is more like an open world right. survival thing. Okay. Except not really. So you're more. This is more of a single player focus. I think it's well. It has just implemented multiplayer, and it's also a team deathmatch type okay. situation. But I didn't try that, so you know, it seems like it mostly been designed to be single player. Hmm. But yeah, I mean, it's it is I, it does feel a lot like sport where you're like, I could drive off in this direction, but it's all just going to mm. be the same, and the interactions with the enemies are the same. 
Sounds more like a no man's sky problem than a sport problem. Mm-hmm. But, well, do you know what I mean? Because sport did evolve, I suppose, well, like I, other games. I guess if you yeah. only count like one part of sport. Yeah. One level of sport. It's like the creature stage of sport, where you're wandering around the world and just fighting, fighting stuff. But yeah, I mean, the building system is sometimes kind of cool and sometimes like too generic. I don't know. There's no skill in like positioning or anything apart from maybe like arcs of fire of guns i guess but there's no there's no like thought put into like you know design of like you don't have to have like react well you can kind of have to have batteries i guess but you don't have Mm. to like consider reactors and like shields you just have to be like i'm just gonna have shields that cover me and then i'm gonna put enough batteries on that and it doesn't matter where they are it doesn't matter how they're arranged it's just they just have to be there you just build a fucking board cube and just have this. That's it. There's no real skill. To the <laughs> you, wanted, you wanted there to be a bit more nuance to where stuff is in a sort of curvy sort. Of yeah, kind of. That could make it better. But there are oh, there are at least a lot of different parts, even if some of them are more useful than others. Because there's basically four corporations. So there's four different types of parts. You've got like the generic one. You've got the industrial one. That doesn't have guns, but just had lots of like mining drills and stuff. Yeah. And you've got the speed one, and then you've got the like the military hardware one where you get the actual armor and stuff that's like quite late on though. And yeah, I mean, there is some elements of sort of design, and there's even some elements of sort of base building. Like you can build platforms that have like conveyor belts and refined resources, which is also not quite as convenient as you'd like it to be. Hmm. Like it's kind of a hassle where you could just pretty much just drive around and fight enemies and just salvage the crap that falls off them <laughs> rather than manufacturing your own parts. Right, right. So yeah, it, it does have that Spore-esque feeling of like it's okay but there's no, there's, it's not going to go anywhere. Right, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's still early access, I guess, so it could go somewhere eventually. Although it seems like it might not be early access for much longer. Sounds like they're maybe doing a console release, which okay. is usually the indication of the 1.0. Yeah, yeah. Well, unless you're space engineers, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Well, it depends if they want that PlayStation money. Yeah. What with their lack of. Or a, I guess I, I guess they could have said console release into like an early access on console. I didn't really I mean, read could, it that. You, you can do that on Xbox. Yeah. But like PS4 don't have an official early access program, do they? So it's maybe. I mean, unless you want to count the weirdness of Fortnite on PS4. Yeah. Fortnite's a whole separate problem. Mm. Okay, and then number four, <laughs> uh, I randomly saw a video of and then just played because it was a free demo. A tiny little indie, really indie, like as in a guy made this indie mm. game called Forager, which is sort of a cross between... People keep saying it's a cross between like Stardew Valley and Zelda and stuff, but I'd say it's more like a cross between Stardew Valley and a clicker, I guess, sort of. Right. A clicker. You're you're on like this tiny little island and you like mine rocks and trees and stuff and collect resources and then you build a furnace and then you shove shit in there and it turns it into other stuff and then so on and so on. You're that's the Stardew Valley aspect. And then Victoria aspect. Well, Except less less automation. Less, less you're still yeah. having to put shit in manually all right. the time. And then you know, and then as you're doing this, you're getting experience. And then when you level up, you can choose different perks that make you more effective at doing different things. And then the goal, well, in this early demo version, I guess, because it's not really finished in any way, 
the goal is to collect money by making forges that make money out of gold that you're mining. You could get the money and then you could unlock new land. So you're basically trying to expand the area of land that you're the little island you're on. You can unlock new islands next to it and then build bridges across and like expand the area that you have to collect resources from and therefore collect more resources and so mm. on. It's just snowballing it in a clicker-esque fashion. Sure. And yeah, and then that's pretty much it. Because <laughs> it's not really a full game yet. Right, yeah. You're just collecting more and more resources more and more efficiently, yeah. making more and more money to unlock more and more expensive islands. Get big. Yeah. So, make the numbers go up. Yeah, make the numbers go up. I, the one thing that I did like about it, which I would have liked more if it didn't cause the game to horribly lag, because obviously this is quite an indie-ass game, but when, you're, when you build the marketplace where you can sell shit, you just chuck stuff into it from across the map because <laughs> you you can throw whatever you're holding out of your hand. And I was like, initially, I was like, why can you do this? This seems kind of pointless. And I was like, oh, you get the market and you just hush it and it from the other side of the map. <laughs> and then all the coins spew out, but then it lags because there's too many coins. <laughs> it's kind of cool. You have to go pick up those coins. Right? Yes. No, you oh. Well, you don't. You don't have so you to. You can't just throw from like literally. Well, you can mouse them. over them to pick them up. So you oh, can okay. kind of scoop them up from long range, but then you still have to like sweep your mouse over it, and mm. it's kind of awkward. But yeah, it's an entertaining little like really fast mini game. Yeah, if you want, want a quick loop, maybe. Yeah. And who knows what that will become when it gets further along. Because apparently it, it might be coming to Steam, which is where things go to become real games, <laughs> I guess. Or go to die. Yeah, or go to die. Uh, okay, so number five, let's move back into some more familiar territory. Uh, Rocket League patched. They did their, right. their summer beach update with right. the beach map. We should play that. Yes, we should. Uh, yeah, the beach map is just the beach map. It's exactly what you'd expect. Standard shaped arena. Looks a bit sandy. Has an announcer dude that you can't hear. <laughs> oh, you can't hear him. Well, he's it's it's the crowd announcer, not like not like the stadium announcer. Yeah, he's, oh, that's probably more. He's okay. slightly audible. Sometimes you can make out words. I think I, I think I'd prefer it when I can't really hear what they're saying. Yes. In the sort of laser leak style, actually. Yeah, maybe. It's like, cause of, what a glorious header! It's, <laughs> it gets quite quite irritating after yes, all. Yes, that guy specifically, he was a bit much. But yeah, uh, the only reason that I really wanted to talk about this patch, though, is because they fucked it up. Oh, no. Naturally. Really? We're waiting maybe for... Maybe we shouldn't play it. Well, no, we still can, but we're waiting... I'm waiting for a patch patch, because somehow... And you wouldn't have thought this would be a possible... This is one of those where, things where you have to question what were the developers doing that caused this to happen. Mm. But somehow they made it so that when you install the patch, it locks up the Merc, as in my van, the car. Right. <laughs> it locks it up and then you unlock it again and then all the stats are gone. Oh, no. And I'm like, I'm super pissed because <laughs> my, my van has oh, the best no. stats. I think I probably had over 3,000 wins on that van. Oh, yeah. gosh. And is that a permanent loss? Well, we don't we know because they haven't patched it again yet and they haven't said anything else about it yet. Oh, no. And I may be annoyed about that for stats, but the the secondary thing of why this is probably more of a problem is that it apparently also erased all the painted versions of the Merc from everyone's inventory because bodyworks can have, like, the trim can be painted. Oh, I didn't know that. I've got a few of them, just not Mercs. Right. <laughs> I've got other vehicles. Oh, I did not know that was a thing. But because those those don't come from crates, they come they come from crafting up stuff, combining mm. 
and crafting art. You can't buy them. You can't buy them. But because they exist in the universe where crates are purchased for money, then they, I guess, technically do have value in the same way as we talked about before when we were sure. talking about the whole loot box situation. And game items have value. Game items have value. So the fact that those have all been deleted from everyone's inventory, Ooh. that's kind of more important than just the stats of the car. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of bad. Like, I wonder if... Because they're going to have to fix that. And yeah. They, unless, unless they're dropping the idea of painted bodyworks, or is it just <laughs> no, the Merc? it's just the Merc. Oh, boy. That's a bad one. Yeah. And so then, like I say, it's like, what were they doing that caused that very specific bug? Mm. Where it's just like one specific... I mean, I guess I the mean, only reason I can think of is they did technically add like one or two new cars to the game with this patch. Right. Well, a bit of me is wondering if they like... Say they modified something about the Merc, but their way of doing it was to like... Reset it. Delete it and create a new one. Yeah. Overwrite the file that didn't tag it wrong as being locked again or something. Yeah. Or like it has a completely new internal ID or something like that's just being treated as a whole different car. I mean, the question and... is like, what can they do to undo this? Because is the inventory stored server side somehow? I don't know. Because it's. Uh, I imagine it must. I mean, it's not a Steam inventory, obviously. No. <laughs> But could they, like, roll back? And if they had to do a rollback, would it roll back, like, all the trades across the entire of Rocket League that happened during that time or something? Or would they, or is it, or is it even possibly just, like, a client bug where those, they still exist, you just, the client can't see them any longer? Yeah. Or something? I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not impossible. I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't imagine they'd roll back everything, but, you know, you could, I'd hate to be the data engineers that would have to try and figure out, you know, do a diff, <laughs> basically, and yeah. just say, uh, you know what, you can have it all. <laughs> you know, they'll have to make a call and just be all like, oh, did you get rid of all that stuff? Oh, well, you've still got it. Oh, well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It wouldn't have been so bad if it weren't for the painted ones, because, you know, there's a specific set of those and not everyone had them, and you can't just give everyone all of those because it would devalue the market or whatever. <laughs> I don't mm. know. They've made themselves a bit of a problem. Yeah. But apart from that, the yeah. game seems to work okay. Okay. So they haven't actually affected any gameplay, just just aesthetic stuff's gone awry. Yeah. Maybe people don't like the new map because it's too bright. Is it really? Well, it's beach. Yep. But it's too bright. You can't see whether the boosts have boost on them because it's too bright. Oh, okay. <laughs> Maybe the yellow is a little too additive on, yeah. the, on the light said. So yeah, that's the Rocket League patch situation. Mm. They better fucking fix my work. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about it like worst case scenario, I can calculate how many wins that Merc had on it by adding up all the other ones and subtracting it from my total win count. <laughs> Technically, true. but that's true. not the same. Yeah. Grr. <laughs> Okay, and now uh, I also went back to play some Surviving Mars because they continued to patch that game mm. in a you know successful way, and like you know not a a, a post release content situation where you have where you start to, where you're wondering whether it was like was this going to be DLC but backlash caused them to just put this out for free or was this the plan all along yeah. or was the game not actually finished at release. I mean, they put in a tutorial, which <laughs> kind of helps. Well, yeah. But maybe they just didn't think it needed a tutorial originally. Well, it's possible, yeah. Maybe they just thought people would naturally experiment and work it out. Hmm. 
it probably didn't either. Oh, maybe they were just like, this is what games used to be like, right? Yeah. But they inter- the main thing that this patch introduced, apart from the story, was like a bunch of new shapes for domes, new options. Hmm. Just aesthetic, or do they have like actual effects? No, they are slightly actually different. Like, then generally, there's there's a couple that are triangular shaped instead of circular, but have slightly less space, which is not really actually helpful because triangles are actually probably even worse to fit into a space than circular. And then the one that's more useful is one that's slightly larger in terms of buildable space than the smaller stone, but doesn't have the spire, which is pretty much great for the early game because in the early game you're probably not worried about the spires yet because yeah. they're so expensive they're probably just taking up point of space yeah well the spire is a specific location okay the, the dome only has one and it's either there or not or whatever okay so you don't if it doesn't have a spire it's like you're it's not you're not losing the space as such but you're in fact gaining space because of the this dome being slightly bigger so it's actually sort of a benefit for the early game to have this option. And they also introduced the micro dome, which I guess is meant for like mining colonies where you just have a tiny dome to have the people that run the mining drill, I guess. So yeah, new options for that. And I played a mu- I played I guess a save that I'd already started but got updated with all the patch stuff properly this time. Mm. So I actually had everything. I played that through and tried to finish off some of the achievements again. Some of the more late game achievements, getting towards a thousand people. I've nearly made it. That's not actually an achievement. That's only an in-game achievement. But right, right. Yeah. I thought I'd do it. it. Also, because there was a couple of other things that I was waiting, that were more or less just time-based, like getting two rare traits on a colonist. That's pretty much just random and having a lot of colonists will help. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> and having a late game sort of civilization with all the trait-inducing effects. And so on. He might be exposed to it more. Yeah. So I got that achievement. And yeah. The game kind of started bugging out around like 750 people. Oh, really? Lag spikes started occurring. And like, there's a couple of, I don't know, it's probably not due to population, but there's a couple of like random effects that stopped working. Like, one of my domes now permanently has the area, like the area that mining drills can theoretically be built in is shown as an overlay. That's currently oh. on one of my domes now. <laughs> it just won't oh, go away. Oh, like, okay, that's annoying. What, even if you reload and stuff? Yeah. It just, mm. it just seems to be stuck. Weird. But yeah. I'm probably just going to get to a thousand and then I'll be done with that save. It'll be all good. Start a new one with a different corporation and more achievements. I was trying to... I was looking... Because the other... One of the other achievements that was a long-term one is reach 200 vegans. It's <laughs> okay. one, of the, one of the traits that colors can have. And I was like, okay, I'm, <laughs> I'm up to like 900 people. How many vegans do I have? 75. And I'm like, Jesus, what? I'm miles away. It's not even close. I think the way to do that probably, though, is to use the thing where you can... If you're playing as the one of the corporations that can purchase more applicants from Earth, it, like, you spend money to increase the pool of applicants and then you can pick them. Mm. So you just do that a bunch and then just pick all the vegans. I see, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just ship them to Mars. <laughs> what if you're, you're, you're... What if you don't have beef? You don't have beef, there's only plants. Right, so everyone's a vegan. Yeah, technically, yes. Okay. No, not everyone is explicitly a vegan. <laughs> there's no milk, right? No, there's no animals at all. Not even pets. So everyone's a vegan. Yeah. It lies. Yep. I guess we don't know where that soil and greens came from. 
well, that's only if you get the toilet green unlock. <laughs> I guess. And then you do know where that's coming from. It's coming from the dead people. <laughs> it's very specific. It says so. Then they become not vegan, I guess. Yeah. At that, <laughs> at that point, I think you're safe to say this is definitely not vegan. You're going to lose your vegan powers. Yes. No more psychokinesis for you. No. Right. Two more things. We're on to the ones that might have input from you guys as well. <laughs> the ones wow. that matter, you mean, though. Yes. <laughs> So uh, I finished the DLC of Zelda. Right. Good eh? Got, got through the end of that. It has to be said that the last dungeon and the last boss are like well good. And it's, yep. it kind of makes you disappointed about the rest of them. Mm. I mean, I guess... Ten- oh, it's good to end on a high though, right? Yeah. You, know, you want it to sometimes end on the best stuff. I mean, I guess the last dungeon isn't technically that much better than one of the Divine Beasts. I guess it's more like a greatest hits. It uses all your abilities instead of like right, instead of yeah, instead of being fire and water and whatever. <laughs> right, that's so cool. That. And then the last boss is goddamn awesome. <laughs> Sweet. No spoilers, but it's just like okay. Without saying anything, is it like awesome in the context of how those boss fights in Zelda are really, or is this just awesome outright? Well, it's like, awesome because because those boss fights, you know, you know, we're not we're, we've not been super big on those <laughs> well, boss no. fights, but it's awesome in the context in like the game world context of just like what it is, right? And it's also just like a better boss in general. Okay, okay, so pluses all around. <laughs> yes. Although I have, although it was quite. Basically, I burnt through half of the weapons I had on that boss because mm. I was in, in master mode because of health regeneration. Mm. And you have this boss more than the other ones, which is why it's a better boss. You have to kind of work out what to do rather than just run up and hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it has a bit more of like, mm. you know, you're trying to work out what you're how to actually damage the boss sufficiently, especially against the master mode regeneration. Because there's a lot of time in certain phases of that boss where you can't really hit it, and then it starts regenerating all its health. <laughs> and then you're like, well, shit, that's just undone everything I only just did. I have to work out the most efficient way to do this so that I can actually progress it to the next stage before its health regenerates. Hmm. So it did take a little bit more thinking and burn a whole shit under my weapons and arrows. Right, yeah. But yeah, it was a pretty decent boss overall. I mean, there was some element. There was definitely a couple of phases where I was just like, I'm not even sure what to even do. <laughs> How do I even manage this, regardless of the health regeneration? But the plus side to it is that even while I was stuck in those phases, the music for the boss fight is also awesome. Good. And weird. Sweet. <laughs> right. You want weird stuff, yeah. Well, you, you know, the old Guardian music style. Okay, interesting. It's bam, bam. not as ridiculous as the Guardian music, but still quite weird. And kind of, you know, dramatic, which is nice. Nice to have some kind of cool tune. I'm hoping yeah. the next Zelda is a bit more weird, you know, Majora's Mask style. Because Breath of the Wild did have some, but not... Well, yeah. I mean, there's... Not to go back to news, but there's some definitely a couple of rumours about there might be something new for Zelda at E3. Ooh. Whatever the fuck that means. Or like a second season. Well, or like a new Zelda, <laughs> which I somehow doubt, but you know. Yeah. Well, wasn't there some rumour about there, there might be another like 3DS one? Mm. Yeah, I guess. That would make more sense. Because they're still not done with the 3DS somehow. 
<laughs> no, they're definitely not done on the 3DS yet. <laughs> Got a whole other year until whatever game it is that comes out next year comes out. Got oh, is it wait? Is it oh. Luigi's Mansion? It's Luigi's Mansion, isn't it? Oh yeah, <laughs> the remake that doesn't come out until next year. Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, I finished that DLC. Got the master cycle. Drove it around a bit. It's not actually that helpful. No, <laughs> as you would expect. The horse arm was probably better. <laughs> yeah, and literally, you know. It, it, the actual boss fight was probably more of a re- reward than the reward you actually get after the boss fight. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. Which is good. Yes. Uh, any further on the trials? No, I haven't really taken another shot of that. I'm not sure I'm going to be able to do it. People say that after the first, after the beginner trials, the second and third set are, are, are easier. It gets fucked though, I think. I think you end up spawning and there's like four guardians there in that small room. I don't know. I think I could manage guardians. Mm. They're more dumb than the actual enemies. Mm. (laughs) Assuming that I had enough weapons to do it, of course, by Mm. that point. Because that's the big problem with master mode and like how much ridiculous more hit, hit points everything takes. I guess Guardians don't take more hit points in Master Mode because they don't have like an upgraded version like enemies mm. do. <laughs> they just always have 1500 or whatever. I mean, we're, t- we're talking the sort of the field wandering yeah, Guardians. The big or the, no, big yeah, Jesus, a room of four of them. But yeah. Depends what the train's like. As long as you can outmaneuver them. Or, you know, they, they'll block their own line of sight if you get them behind each other. Send them I suppose, yeah, that's probably the trick. <laughs> So yeah, that's Zelda. I, you know, I probably should actually go and fight Ganon, I guess. Finish mm-hmm. this Master Mode run yeah. rather than just finishing probably. the DLC and just be like, fuck it. He'd <laughs> <laughs> be disappointed now after that, boss. Yeah, exactly. Oh well. Could probably just walk it quite easily, even in Master. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe something will be different. I still haven't determined whether it is like the Hinoxes have different moves in Master Mode or not. I don't know whether that's an actual thing or whether you just kill them so quick and regularly you never see it. Mm. <laughs> what knows? about the Lionels? Yeah, those don't seem to have any new moves from what I've thought of those. Just the golden ones with their elemental swords. <laughs> Making it all lady. And then finally, we get to Mario Tennis. Mario Tennis Aces! Which I don't say in the demo. Well, yeah. We'll wait for that sound effect in the full game, I guess. Mario Tennis! it will have it. Should have called it Mario Tennis. Yep. If only. Don't worry about it. <laughs> I mean, it is Camelot still, right? So they, <laughs> so they might bring back the dumb things. Yeah. The intro. Needs an intro. Yes. So what are the impressions from the there's demo? There's like an adventure mode, isn't there? Like, there's like a story well, yes, there's mode. Maybe a story. Yeah. yeah, there's a story mode. Like the old Mario Golf. <laughs> yeah. On on Game Boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, that Mario Golf. And Mario Tennis on Game Boy. Yeah. And Mario Tennis on Game Boy, yeah. So Mario Tennis Aces, it's a weird thing, isn't it? I'm I'm on the fence about it. Like, I think there are things that I really... It is possible for it to feel very fun and for games to be very uh, tight and very uh, back and forth and that's when it feels its best. However, I seem to have a problem where I'm, I feel like I'm losing most of my points out of a mechanic I either don't understand or the game just being random. I just There are bits of it I just have not got the grips with it and it is screwing me over. 
Well, you seem to um, get hit by balls all the time. I get body shot all the time. And I don't know why. No, I don't know what's like, I was, going on. I was trying to play it, and I was like, I, it doesn't seem to be a problem, but I don't know how I'm doing anything different, apart from when we determined the whole problem of zone shots and the disappearing star thing, but that's like that's a very specific situation. Yeah, so the new mechanics are like that. They they work. Let's, let's put it that way. I think, and like for the most part, I think the new mechanics—they're not like as bad as the, like the star powers from from the GameCube version. They or, work, but I feel like I thought they were a little underbaked. Maybe they're like the depth of them is perhaps not well, as I feel great like, as I thought they were. I feel like the trouble is the trouble with them is that like they work when they're just like an addition, mm. but I feel like in the grand scheme of multiplayer. Them that it's maybe too heavily reliant on them once you get to high levels. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you'll be like having to trick shot every shot, build up the meter super fast, immediate, zone, and then immediately special move. zone yeah. or something. And but then, but then as I found, like I actually got into a rhythm of blocking the specials quite well. Yeah. Um, like if I had enough meter, I could I was so getting pretty pretty proficient yeah. at just blocking things rather than taking racket damage or anything like that. Um. Which is always funny when someone burns their whole meter on a special, and I'm like, <laughs> I can deal with that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah, but then that sort of devalues. But then that devalues the specials, right? Unless you're playing against someone who you don't realize can block. Well, that's, then, that's why. It, that's why it feels more weird in this multiplayer environment. Of just like when you're playing people who don't know what the fuck they're doing and it's just basic tennis, yeah. it's kind of easy. And then as soon as you come across someone who's trick-shotting everything, it's virtually impossible. And you just get owned. <laughs> yeah. There's like this giant skill gap that maybe, I mean... I mean, it, I mean that's kind of to its credit, right? That there is a massive, a high skill ceiling. Yeah. Right? That, that, that means they're doing something right with the mechanics of this. But you'd hope that maybe in the full version it will be a better matchmaking system than it currently is. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the matchmaking's <laughs> just purely random at the moment. But it's not it's, purely well, it's random. it's based on the round of the tournament you've got to. But at the moment you lose a match, you go back to round one. Yeah. And it's and trying it's... to put you with, like... Low numbered people, medium enough people, high numbered people. Like as you go through the rounds, it's trying to vaguely do some kind of balancing. Vaguely, but it's it's super vague as far as I can tell. Like like that one time I got put up against someone who must have played thousands of games. Yeah, like in the in limited demo window, just oh. So anyway, yeah, those those it's. I mean, everything about the mechanics of this was in that video. It's like there's no real surprises <laughs> yes, here. They've literally told you everything. Yeah, there's, there's, there's no real surprises except, here. I guess except can... there's just like, as I say, my problem is just like how there's definitely some there's there's got to be something I'm missing about the nuance of like when you're charging for a shot. It has that old Mario Tennis thing, like even from the original one, where it's like sometimes it just in the original at least, if it felt like you'd charged for a shot and you were for some reason out of position, your character would just sort of go, "Huh." at the ball and like give you some sort of indication that that was the problem yeah. but now I feel like I'm in exactly the right position and I'm stood there charging sometimes they put that star on the ground to be all like not not because it means the same thing anymore it's just like this is where you can use your zone shot from if you're right if you're there it's not like the smash point and anymore. if you're standing you can get a slightly better shot anyway even if you don't use the special yeah exactly but it might be like a little bit of a crutch in some ways because it's like oh here's where the ball's going that's, that's nice and convenient to see mm. um which might be a bit of a downer, but anyway. But sometimes you can be right on it, charging the shot, going like, "Oh yeah, this is this is coming here." The star tells me so, and then nothing happens, and you just like miss it for some reason. It's like, well, what just happened? It's like I, I did every oh that has happened to me all the time. It's just like I just did everything the game asked me to do, and it's like and and then 
and it just failed for some reason. Um, so I don't know what I'm missing. It's like there's definitely something with it, as, as Zach and I sort of eventually figured out. There's definitely something like if you go there and you try and do a zone shot, um, which is the one where you get to aim it yourself, basically, um, and burn a little bit of meter to do so. Um, uh, there's definitely something about if you get there to like right on the money, basically, whereas the ball is basically there and try and do the zone shot. The zone shot requires a little bit of a wind up, a little bit of time for it to be ready. So you kind of have to be there early. Well, I don't think it's necessarily about being there early. It just seems like when the ball is about to hit the ground, the zone shot goes away momentarily. Like, like when that, the ball yeah. is really close to the floor. Which sort of makes sense, I guess. Yeah. But it was just getting getting the grips with that and because it, it felt like sometimes, but I'm there. I'm where it's said to be and somehow I failed this. Why is that? Yeah. But it's like, no, you just need to, there is a, there is a sort of timing to that. But with the, with the other shots where, you know, there isn't an obvious wind up because you can just mash it as soon as it reaches you. Right. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause tennis and it just, tennis, yeah. <laughs> and when it just feels like it doesn't work sometimes. And I'm just like, what was that? What just happened? Well, I mean, one of the things that we also eventually started to determine was like, it's much less lenient about hitting balls that have gone past you. Like the hit it's, zone, yeah, it's, it's the like, reach sideways, it feels gigantic sometimes, but it's literally only sideways. It's not backwards yes, <laughs> in any right. direction. Yeah, the, 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 it, it has ways of getting two shots that have gone behind you via the trick shot or via zone speed. Yeah. Just the slow down time things. There are ways you can recover, but you're, you know, the likelihood that you're going to is is considerably less. So like, I feel like if you're just trying, so it's, it's a bit of a habit for me to get out of. Yeah, if right. you're just trying to double tap a shot as the ball is reaching you, that could be like right on the edge of the hit zone where it's like, too as late. soon as it goes like a centimeter past you, you're already yeah, yeah, whipping yeah. it. <laughs> Absolutely. So so there's there's some of that. There's there's some stuff I haven't. I just. Some stuff I haven't got to the grips with, some stuff I feel like I I don't think I'll ever get to grips with, to be honest. Even though I've only played it for like a couple of hours at this point, it's just like, that's just, I'm a, st- I'm a couple of hours in and I don't understand how I'm missing it sometimes. And it's like, I'm right here, come on. Stuff like that that's annoying. But I'm willing at this point to partially put that down to what is, or it can be described as incredibly variable networking. Yeah. Um. Matches will swing from being perfect to being highly laggy, seemingly at random, and it's uh, it's a real dampener on the experience right now. Hopefully, it is just because it's stress test. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, hopefully that's what they're trying to do because it when latency gets high, it results in input lag, you know, fighting game style almost. Yeah. So you're trying to move, but your character doesn't react for sometimes a significant chunk of time and it's like this is impossible to play right now and it's you know it can be difficult to play normally but then once you introduce like zone shots where they're super fast Mm. if you're trying to counter something with zone speed by slowing down time and it doesn't register that you're pressing the slow down time button until the ball is already halfway across the court you're basically screwed so i've had ones like and i'm willing to put this down to lag there's been times where you can basically like as soon as you see your opponent pull a special you just hold down the zone just hold down the zone speed so you're ready to slow down time so you can get get in for that block yeah Um, right but there are times where I've been doing that and the zone speed hasn't activated until the ball's already gone past me. And it's like, right, well, okay. <laughs> That's clearly something going a little bit wrong here. Um, 
So in 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 uh, and it just seems like there's no real uh, consistency to it. You can enter a book. You can enter when you, bef- before you start a game, it tells you what it thinks the connections like, and it's like, oh, you're entering into a four out of five match, and it's like that should be fine. And in fairness, while it's running at four out of five, it's pretty much okay. Um, but so, for some reason, at some point in the middle of the game, it will just go, yeah, you're at one bar now. This is this is effed. You see, <laughs> totally, totally screwed now. Suck it up. And it's just, I, it's unpredictable. And it's a it's a big problem. Yeah, that's a shame. Um, have you put, have you guys when, played when local? Work... Can you play it local? Or you can't play the demo local. No. Right. Well, I don't think you can do like like a one on one match, right? Well, like, no, just the computers. No, and the computers are dead easy, so they're not really. You can't do a one on one match. Not in the demo, so we can't play demo. each other. Oh. Yeah. Um, and of course, as as we, as we noted. A little while after starting this, it's like, you know, none of this is the real Mario Tennis test, is it? No. The real test is local doubles. Yeah, local doubles. I think this has the potential to be good there. Yeah. I, I really do. I think it's like, if, if we take oh, the good. lag out of the equation, I think this could be, and, and perhaps if we you know, figure out that some of the problems might be lag related that I'm having, maybe, who knows, um, then I think we're definitely onto something here. Whether that something is better than the original, <laughs> I'm Likely. highly on the fence about. Yeah. It's like, because they've changed some of the, the, you know, there's no smash move now, really. It's like that's been replaced with zoning. There's no, um, uh, well, you, you can still do lobs and drop shots, but the control for them is a little bit finicky now. And it's the, drop power shots, still the power pad still. The power pad, it's there, and it's ridiculous if you can pull one off because the ball basically stops on the first bounce. Right. Um, Possibly a little too powerful, to be fair. If you get one of those dead right, yeah. Um, but the power pad just isn't as fun as it once was. You know that panic of like someone charging up, and then it's just, just like traveling really well, I, slowly over the net. But the other player has that chance to charge in, and it's like because of the there was a balance to the original where because that traveled so slow, it was always just about possible, possible maybe to, to get reach to it. it. Yeah. Um, but now it, like now the pats don't quite feel like that because it stops so abruptly when it lands. It's like it feels more like, okay, unless I used zone speed there, there was no way I would get into that. Or a trick job. Or a trick. Yeah. Or a trick. Yeah. So that, that I whether yeah, whether or not I mm. honestly at this point in time I don't think it's as good as the original. The original has a weird feel to it, a weird flintiness, yeah. a weird uh, that simplistic control scheme of just having two buttons that to, to play every shot that just worked. Yeah. And they've never replicated. Yes, it's uh, as I was saying before. It's like it's kind of nice that they're for, they're finally using every button on their controller. But maybe I would have preferred to just have the two button system back. Yeah. For the, for at least choosing the basic shots. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Because so, re- remembering which one of the buttons does what, and you know, making sure you're pushing the right one every time. Yeah, yeah. I don't have too much of a problem remembering which one I'm supposed to be hitting, but I do accidentally for some for some reason my thumb occasionally drifts to Y, which is the lob and drop button. Which is um, X. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not Y on that. It's X in that <laughs> control. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm still thinking Xbox layout, but uh, I'll occasionally I'll occasionally drift up there for some reason. And be like, oh no, 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 that's wrong. Uh, and having the right stick as the trick stop shot button, but also double tap X. Yeah, that's the problem. It's a weird one. I like. I would have much, like. There's no. There's an option to disable the right stick controls, but there's no. As Zach pointed out, there's no option to disable the double X uh, trick shot um, 
control, which is the I, worst, of, worst option. I would really love to, to be able to turn that off and just use the right stick for that stuff. Because if you're trying um, to, because the the way it's annoying is it has the traditional Mario Tennis where you double tap the button to make the, make the shot harder. But when you're doing the lob and drop shot, you can only push that button once to initiate the shot. Because if you push it again, that's the trick shot trigger. And then you try to do a trick shot and it fucks you up. Yeah. So you have to like remember that when you're doing the button on the eggs button, that's the one you have to not push twice. Yeah, it's weird. It's like it, feel, it feels wrong next to the others. Yeah. I don't remember. Some of this is probably like bad habits born out of playing the original too much. But well, like... Kind of. There's a certain lack of discipline, <laughs> like in in the way my thumb works. But it's also days, but... like it doesn't make sense from a game perspective that you can charge up every other type of shot with the two button method, but not the lob and drop. But not the lob and drop, yeah. Oh, a charge up lob is mental. Well, it's charged in a different way. Yeah, it's <laughs> time charge rather than just double tap the button charge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which somehow I feel like you know those drop shots almost could have used a different version. Because I feel like those drop shots aren't as droppy as they could be. They're more like just really short shots rather than like actual close to the net. They don't bounce, but they still go quite away in court most of the time. Hmm. Yeah, it, it seems difficult to have that really like just zinged the net going all the way across style shot that you could sometimes pull off on. Although, to be honest, I guess in singles you don't really get into net play that much. No, true. <laughs> so we haven't really had the angles for it. That would be where you really see whether a power pack exists. Yeah. And you're standing directly next to the net and you just tap it over. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the classic power packs. The classic. Like how, many, how many of those fights can you have where you're literally like inches away from each other's face just going, pop, 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 pop. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The real test will be doubles. For sure. So there's some hope for yeah, the local there's, doubles. there's some hope. But, but, but I guess the worst thought in my head, it's like, and, and this is a unfair one to some... In, in in yeah, it's 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 definitely unfair. Is that this is, we know this is going to come out as a full price bloody title, don't we? Well, and there's a bit in my head probably. going, is it a Splatoon? No, is it America? It's it's trying to be, but no, I don't think it is. Well, like, assuming is it... assuming that the that the local play works as we imagine it to, you theoretically have to buy one of these between four people. Yeah, 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 yeah. theoretically. Yeah, I don't know. It's one That's of those true. things where it's like, but does it? Does it? You know, if I was thinking about it in like pure quality levels, does it have that same quality zing as America? No, it really doesn't. But it's like, a single a, player. I mean, come on. Yeah, <laughs> this, uh, that that adventure might. But then, is it going to be like arms as a single player stuff, which is was not great? Well, I mean, at least in the tennis context, they have like you know, even in the older Mario tennis games, they had weird things you could do with tennis. Oh, sure, there'll be, some, there'll, wall there'll be some mini games and things, yeah. That will be part of the main story, yeah. presumably. Um, Boss fights. I guess the other thing is, like, I, like, I'm not 100% sure that the general presentation layer of the whole package is as high as recent stuff we've seen from Nintendo. Mm, like, well, that may I don't think just it's be quite... the demo menu. Yeah, maybe. Know. But even, like, the soundtrack and stuff like that, the way that that's recorded is very Mario Tennis. It's, like, it's unquestionably that style of music. Um, but it's not, like... They've not like made it bigger like they did with Mario Kart or even Arms, where it had like the singing elements to the music and stuff like that. It doesn't. Do you want really it's, complicated music in a in a sports game? I just want it. I don't. It doesn't have to be complicated. I just want it to be 
better produced, I guess. It's like I want a band playing it. I want every trump- those trumpets to be real, like they were in Mario Kart. You know, it's well, Nint- Nintendo have unfortunately set their set their own precedent. Now. Well, you have it's to like assume- they improved everything, and this doesn't feel quite as big a jump. You have to assume that every level is going to have its own music, so maybe there'll be some levels that have good music. Well, let's hope. Let's hope. But you know, go to DK you- Jungle and have whatever the Congo drums that they do with this one. <laughs> it's a t- title screen thing, right? You got to have you got to have 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 your yeah, I have, guess. Have your biggest quality there. <laughs> Get the horns out. Maybe you see that horns. <laughs> With the trumpet. That's the trumpet that follows the, the trumpet. Well, that, that, exactly. The trumpet that tells us that it's time for Rob to talk about more games. That was the traditional transitional game. Yeah, the, the tradi- transitional. The traditional transitional. The traditional transitional. Yeah. What have you been playing, Rob? Uh, yeah, a few things. A few things. Uh, I've been playing a bit more Laser League. Not going to, uh, not not a great deal to say there because it's just been playing different maps. They haven't really, you know, you know, there's been no patches or anything like that come out for the game. Nothing really to talk about. It's I'm still having a blast with it. I think it's real good. Um, it's a nice like you got 15 minutes. Have a quick round. Mm. Go for it. Uh, I do think I'm a bit worried about its player count. Because I feel like I'm hitting more and more games where the AI is filling in spots, mm. um, so maybe it's already dropping off. Uh, at least on Xbox, maybe. Maybe the PC scene's a bit stronger. Not sure, uh, but the very you know it's, it's a quality game at least. Um, I'll keep checking in with it every now and then. Uh, what else have we got? Blah, blah, blah. Ah, not a lot really. Let's just get straight to it. I think I've been playing State of Decay too. That's what I was interested in because, as I said last time, when I saw that it was going to be on the Game Pass, I was like, "Oh, that means Rob will have to play it because he has Game Pass and he's a crazy person who needs to play everything that's on there." <laughs> <laughs> and it's exactly not a kind of game that Rob would usually, usually no. like. So, to be to be yeah, to be honest, the draw of this was weak going into it. It's <laughs> like, it, you know, what is it? It's a zombie survival game. Great. This sounds right up my wheelhouse. This is up your wheelhouse. <laughs> up up <laughs> my <laughs> wheelhouse. Yeah. But what experience have you had before that has caused this specific? I don't know. Opinion on like, survival. I think. It's games. Just, I think it's just when the market gets flooded with them. <laughs> even if I haven't played you're just, them, it doesn't full on like. I mean, yeah, maybe. Like, like, ones, like, like, I think. I think. Yeah, I think you're right, Dan. I think there's like, there's, well, I think because it's for like kind of well known that zombie survival has been overdone because it's so many people tried and have failed in that space. You just kind of immediately assume the next one's going to be bad, right? I mean, it's at least a sequel, which proves that it's the, the first, first one, one had some least, traction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> first one was at least fairly cool. All, all I really know about the first game is that it had no mouth movement and was janky as hell. Well, like, I mean, janky is a sort of given in overall games. Yeah, so. All right, so this this it, it's zombie survival. It is that, um, but it's it's hooks is that it's mostly a sandbox. Well, I'm hook. Most of them are sandboxes, I suppose. Yeah. Like, but it sets you up in a sort of storified way, at least. So uh, when you first drop into it, like I picked, uh, you get to pick like a couple of starting characters, and they have a relationship to each other, and that's how it plays out the tutorial, basically. So I picked a brother and sister um, that are sort of stuck in this together. Um, but the brother gets bitten by blood plague 
Uh, there are two types of zombies that like this is like there there are regular ass zombies that just hurt you, and there are the blood plague zombies that infect you, um, and that you can tell them apart because the blood plague ones are all red and oozy and have, covered in blood, and have big red and a bright red glowing eyes for some reason. Right, so you can see them at night. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So, so at least, at least takes you through the tutorial of how you can uh, uh, you know take care of people that get infected and. What you need to do to build them, to, yeah, build infirmaries and get cured. Like takes you through the whole thing. It's like, oh, you have a home base that you're going to have to manage, and you're going to have to manage the community within that base, and uh, you're going to have to scavenge for what that base needs and make sure everyone's happy and fulfill their all their goals that they want to achieve and things like that. And so it's like, okay, I see what you're doing here. You're t- you're turning the, the what would be a pure zombie survival game into more of a management sim and kind of blending the two. All right. I'm starting to get the, the, the cut of your jib here. This is a reckon okay. Your presentation sucks. Like, because uh, I started playing on Xbone, like normal Xbone, and it's like, okay, this, this is not a looker. <laughs> it's like, it's okay. Mm. Like, but texture quality is bad. Face quality is bad. Mouths sort of move, <laughs> but they don't really open. <laughs> it's just sort of like, mm-hmm, the whole time. So there's a, there's a certain weirdness. And like, some of the conversations and uh, like, uh, the way speech, I guess, incidental speech when like things happen and stuff like, kind of feels all over the place and a bit disjointed. Like you know the whole they've seen us thing yeah. from like Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you'll get, sometimes you'll like do a mission for someone or, or like a survivor will like come over the radio. Uh, like I need, I need some help. Can you help me with a thing? So you go and help them out, and then they become somewhat friendly towards you this person and then the guy like one of your followers who might be like be coming on the on this little little sortie with you might suddenly say i think i see a friendly face mm-hmm. and it's like yes it's the guy we just helped <laughs> so i heard the old, the other example of that i don't remember where i heard i think this might have been on on giant bomb where they were talking about it where they randomly met some other survivors where one of them had the blood plague and the other one didn't and he was like hey can we come into your community so you can cure my friend and he was like oh, no i don't have space and then the guy was like oh no that that's you know bad news my friend's probably going to die and then the friend immediately turned into the zombie he's like jesus christ the zombie and just shoots him <laughs> it's, just like, it's like not quite the right Time to take when your friend has just turned into a zombie and you immediately go into shooting them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's a bit like that at times. It's like the systems don't necessarily play to each other. And I immediately came against a problem where I thought the game was still in tutorial mode. And so I'd I'd gone through like that little storyline. I'd saved the brother. Yeah. uh, um, And I I was going out with Maddie was was my best character at the time because she had all the all the buffs I suppose I've been playing over the longest at this point. Yeah. I thought I was still doing tutorials. So I walked out to a place and it said like, pick some options to like, how do you want to solve this thing? And the options were, uh, nothing happens basically, or these guys will become hostile. And it's like, mm, well, I'm pretty sure it's trying to get me to complete this thing. So I'll pick the hostile option <laughs> and see what happens. But it's not a tutorial. It's not That's a tutorial. Immediately get murdered. <laughs> like just straight up, like, like, like in the, in the Probably the clunkiest combat scenario I've experienced in the game. I got wedged into a cupboard basically and couldn't <laughs> see anything. <laughs> and I'm just like, it's like, what's going on? And he's like, oh no, I unloaded a clip into a guy who didn't die. And it's like, okay, right. Um, what, that's all my ammo gone. Now what do I do? Oh, I'll get my wrench and try and just mash this guy. Go, oh no, no, now I'm getting shot by, by some kind of assault rifle. Oh, I'm dead. Oh yeah, this is permadeath. Yep. Oh, and I've just lost my best character. And the new guy I just picked up who was following me at the time, who unfortunately has just got murdered in this random <laughs> random battle. And, and now these guys hate me. <laughs> it's like this has gone 
this has gone so well. Now what? Now what do I do? Uh, and then your camp gets depressed because everyone's died. Yeah. So the so all the stats of your your community goes right down. And it's like, so now what do I do? And so you have to go find out, find more guys. You have to rebuild. I lost a lot of time by doing something. I thought that I was just following the numbers. Probably just started. And then, that would that would have taken longer. Would it? Yeah. It sounds like you were quite early after the tutorial. Really. Oh, it was probably a couple of hours in at this point. Uh, yeah, a few hours in. But then you wouldn't have had to suffer through all the depression stats and all the negatives and, like that would have increased the amount of time to do the next thing. Yeah, I mean, you're probably right, but I sort of thought at this point, it's like, oh, this is what this game is. Let's, yeah, see, let's, let's see it through. Let's see how this goes. And in fairness, I did pick up relatively quickly. Um, yeah, I lost my best character. Like had the best stats and all that stuff was the sneaky was a sneaky person. So like, well, I guess it also teaches you that you have to trade up multiple people. And basically, yeah. <laughs> so that was this was before I'd really dug into the whole sort of like trading characters and before fatigue had become a thing. Yeah. Because characters get tired, and as they get tired, their stamina bar starts the max stamina starts dropping significantly, um, and it drops faster. The if you want, if you start burning stamina to do an action like fighting or sprinting, a little max stamina starts going down as well slowly. So it's like fatigue is a problem. So then you have to get them back to base, but they can only sleep properly if you've got enough beds at your base. And it's like, so then the management stuff comes into play. Anyway, long story short, these first few hours, I was kind of like, I kind of get you game. Mm, I kind of yeah. know what you're doing. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm in. Let's see what happens. This was the point I also discovered that, of course, it's a it's a, like published by Microsoft. So there's a PC version. <laughs> oh, right. Okay. Which is also on Game Pass. So it's like, well, I'm immediately playing that. And... Uh, the process has been was super seamless. In fairness, I just downloaded it. Oh, nice! Like it logged into my site, and it's just like because it perma saved everything, and it was just like, oh yeah, I'm exactly where I was. Brilliant! I didn't have to faff or anything. It's just like it knows what I'm doing, nice so I can one. play on either of them, and it's all synced, and it's it's great. It's lovely. Um, the PC version obviously runs way better. It looks nicer, and has on my machine is like running fairly perfect sixty, um, and I'm playing it on my TV and things like that. Uh, it's a uh, so it's a, it's a nicer experience. It's got a couple of graphics glitches on PC that weren't there on Xbox. Like lighting doesn't always work. Mm. But then but then the PC version has fixes that aren't in the Xbox version. Like there are icons in the PC version that aren't in the Xbox version for some reason. And it's like, oh, that would have been much easier to know where my base facilities were because <laughs> the PC version highlights them. Um, and certain shadow effects look right. <laughs> on the PC, whereas on the Xbox they would like flicker out of existence every now and then. It's like okay, so there's there's some stuff that's better here. Um, yeah, so PC version's been a better experience in general. Um, but this was, I think, where the problems started to kick in for me with this thing. So it's like it started off really well, but then I got into the grind because it devolved basically very quickly into like once like there's oh right, I've kind of seen what this game is. Yeah. And there isn't much more than that. Um, it's like I could build bigger base stuff, but I don't have the materials for that yet. So I've got to go find the materials. Oh, there's a car upgrade system, which even now I've never been able to engage with because I've never found the bits I need. And I'm way further into the game than I was then. Um, so it basically devolves into your radio is constantly buzzing with survivors that need help, like all the time. It's like, come help me, come help me. And it, like helping randoms, you can choose to ignore. If you don't help other enclaves of, or on, how do you say that? Enclaves, enclaves, enclaves um, of, of humans, they start, they leave town. 
basically. And it's like, well, maybe that's helpful. I'm not sure. <laughs> yeah. Get, get them off your radio. But if you manage to create friendly, um, if you have friendly en enclaves or allied enclaves, you start getting bonuses from them. Like, oh, I can store more meds than I normally can because for some reason these soldiers like me. Um, and that at one point I have extra commands on my radio so I could call in for help for something, which I never used because I managed to forget their next, their very next task after unlocking it and they left town because <laughs> I forgot to do one thing for them. And it's like, so the enclaves are like super needy and super annoying, um, more than they are helpful. Um, so I might just ignore everyone from now on <laughs> and just be like, I'm doing this on my own. But then I, I don't know if like some of them go hostile if you do that. Mm. And I don't want that because yeah, that's, that's probably the worst outcome. Um, if I raid my base, I might be boned. Um, uh, yeah, so I'm just sort of grinding through, and you're sort of supposed to be doing that. You're supposed to be taking care of infections, which are just houses that have a lot of zombies in them. Um, and the more of those there are about, the more depressed your your team gets, so you have to deal with those. Um, there is like an end game. There is like a goal. There are these things called plague hearts on the map that you've got to like burn with fire or some sort of explosive, um, and that reduces the plague zombie population in the area. Um, and there's loads of them over the map and as you upgrade your capabilities it's like you find more of them start popping up on the map it's like okay now i know where they all are okay here's what i've got to do but every time you kill one the next one gets significantly stronger mm. so the amount of explosives you need to take with you gets gets way way bigger and the number of waves of plague zombies you have to take out get larger as well i guess the upside is, is i'm pretty sure you can go do a bit of damage to the heart and then if it's gone bad and you haven't, or you like people are injured or infected or whatever, you can just like bail out of it and go go back to base, then bring another two people and it's fine, right. just carry on. But the map's quite large, so like that drive could be quite a long time and it could cost you quite a lot of fuel. Sort of feel, uh, so you start, do you see where the sort of tedium of this starts to mm, creep yeah. in a little okay. bit? Well, is it just a problem? Of, is it actually really sort of just a problem of map design? Where, like, the map's kind of horrid. Actually. You kind of just start at one corner because that's always the worst. If you've started at one corner of the map and you have to go to the very farthest corner rather than being in the middle and spreading it out. I, sp I suppose you sort of start or having fast travel. Sp I suppose, yeah, there's no fast travel as far as I can tell. I suppose you start like a third of the way in from the left-hand edge. I'm on. I think there's three maps. You might I guess. think there is, and I'm on the plateau. That seems to be the one that everyone picks for some reason. Yeah, it's the one I've seen all the footage from as well. And because to me it seemed like, oh, this is going to be a nice flat area; it'll be easier to get around. It's not. There's rocks and ravines and crap everywhere. I mean, technically, and it's like you've got to follow the roads, but the like, roads are super annoying and wiggly, and it's like, well, like next to a plateau rather than on a plateau. Yeah, something like that. In the vicinity of a plateau. It's yeah, it's actually quite a frustrating environment to get around. Um, and it doesn't help that the cars are occasionally well jank. Um, which is actually both hilarious sometimes. Oh, wow. I've, I've, had, I've been the police car. If you ever find a police car and drive that on, that is the dodgiest piece of kit I've ever seen in that game. It's like I had it randomly just burst into the air. My guys fell out of it and conveniently didn't take any damage because it like the game knew something was wrong for some reason. So I just nope. burst out. <laughs> yeah, this car flies off and like lands a few feet away from me conveniently, but it's landed on its side, so I can't flip it back over because it only does that when you're driving it. Like the cars don't flip unless you're still in them, so it's like this car's now out of action. I'm in the middle of bloody nowhere. Um, all my crap's in the back of it, which I can still get it at conveniently, so I can salvage some stuff from this thing. Um, 
Yeah, and now I need to go find another car to try and get out of there. And it's like, what do we do? What do we do? Oh, I've got an incredibly long troge across the wilderness. Um, cars are finite as well. It's like like they 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 spawn. And they're not going to no new ones aren't going to spawn as far as I can tell. Like, oh, well, I'm not 100 percent sure about that. Maybe if they get totaled, I well, think I think they might come back. I mean, that was but I've left a, I've left an ambulance on fire in the center of town for like forever. <laughs> it's like <laughs> every, yeah, every time I drive past, it's still on fire, <laughs> and it's like, hey, hey, uh, how you doing? I mean, that's the, when I was playing Seven Days to Die. That was the situation of that where, like, as you start stripping the resources out from your local area, you're having to travel further and further to even just get the same stuff. Because mm. in Seven Days, yes, yeah, because yeah, yes, Seven Days uh, to Die, there's a server res- resources run out. That's the other thing. Yeah, your resources do run out, so you do have to eventually move. Because in Seven Days um. to Die, there's a server option where you can choose to have resources re- or containers refill after 30 days right so you can effectively have it like cycle mm. but i'm you know sure you want not to have that because it's more realistic yeah you actually strip an area of resources and then you're done so there are there are some like exceptions to that there's these things called outposts where if you've got one of them if you've claimed one you'll get like a constant benefit out of it like oh this one will give you some food a day right mm. this one will give you a water supply for your for your base which enables other things to be built or certain actions to take place or um, so I had food, water, and extra beds for a while. Um, Somehow this other outpost is just giving you beds. Yeah, I just got some beds in it. Yeah, so I could could get some more people while I was still building stuff up during a move uh, and things like that. But then swapped that out for power because I need that to get um, uh, bigger upgrades so I can upgrade my, my command center again. And it's like, yeah, so there's, there is a tree to it and there is a certain thing. But I like... I'm not 100 sure I'm playing the game right at any point during this. It's like, uh, like uh, all the footage I've seen, like people seem to be going a bit gun crazy, but I don't have the ammo for that. Well, it does sound like the sort of ammo some, is really some kind of tipping point happens where you just overcome the ammo problem, and then you just can have guns all the time. Ammo is my biggest mm. problem at the moment because obviously your your AI compatriots don't have much of a much qualms about just burning it, burning it all when, yeah. Yeah, when, when your base is and under attack. And it's terrible at aiming, presumably, yeah. as AI usually is. So that starts... Uh, while that doesn't take away from your like stockpile of ammo stuff, what is it, it generically takes away from your ammo resource, right? Yeah, because... which is like a like just a generic number. Yeah, and it's like so that number will go down, and then eventually your AI... Well, I think once that hits zero, your AI just can't shoot. Like, despite the fact whether you've got, like, supplies or not, because the supplies are yours. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, um... So I don't know. So I'm left in this really weird position, and I, I do want to play more. There's things that, like, I've got an agenda. I've got things I want to do next. It's like, okay, what do, what do I actually need next? Oh, I need, I need a guy with an open skill slot so I can teach him computing so he can upgrade my command center. Because <laughs> for some reason that needs computing and not electronics. Like, um... You know, so there's, there's definite, like... I, I, there's a draw to this. Yeah. I'm not 100% sure I know why. Well, it's the classic one more thing to do. It's like yeah, civilization yeah, yeah. or whatever, except in a different format. It's it's like it's both less but more because like there's less than an Assassin's Creed or like Open's World. No, uh, busy work because there's just less different things to do. Uh, as, uh, if you see what I mean, it's like there's perhaps less variety than the than the stuff. You're just clearing but, out there and getting whatever's there. But the randomness of it however minor that may be, it's like, oh, hey, I'm going to bump into a survivor and he's going to take us to do this thing or, like, now we need to deal with this infection that's a nightmare and it's... 
Oh, oh no, my car has just exploded for some reason. <laughs> my ambulance is on fire. Yeah. Um, and the fact that the plans do feel like my plans and not necessarily the game's plans. Yeah. Because the story basically goes away. Yeah, yeah, because the story becomes non-existent. There is a radio play happening mm. every now and then, but I don't know what the hell's going on with that, really. It's really obtuse. Uh, it's, there's something to this. I don't think they nail it. I don't think it's perfect by any means, but there is something to this. And I don't think it's a full-price game if you buy it outright. So if you're not, not even mm. on Game Pass, it's like it's actually coming at a rel- relatively budget price. And it's like, you know what? Well played, you guys. The the undead lab, I think they're called the developers list. Cut somewhat unoriginal. Well, but, you know, yeah. done a decent developer. stab at it then. Yeah, I would like to see you try again, even though this is the second time. <laughs> you know, keep going. Perhaps there's more to this if you play it co-op, for instance. And it has got like apparently fairly decent drop-in, drop-out co-op. <laughs> well, but... also apparently that may up the jank. I would imagine. Uh, yes, I've seen some laggy fun times. Apparently, getting two people in the same car may be problematic. <laughs> really? Oh, it's got some weird like tethering thing, like the host. Yeah. Like the the, the co-op player can't go too far away it from the very host based. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, because the the co-op player only gains money basically for for their own stuff. But I suppose if you're playing at co-op, you're in it for the, you know, everyone's in it together. I guess so. <laughs> if you're doing it that way. Although you can, like, request randoms. <laughs> yes. It's always a bad idea. Yeah. Yeah, there's something to do this. It's fun. In its own weird way. And, like, I I don't know how long I played it for yesterday straight. I literally, I, I like, set, it must be, like, five hours straight, something like that, which is unheard of for me. That's what that kind of game does. Yeah. One more thing to do. I just, I just... There was a point where I finally got bored, <laughs> but like, for, yeah, for me to put that amount of time in in a single sitting and not get interrupted by life. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's also helpful. <laughs> uh, it was kind of amazing. <laughs> Give it a shot. It's State of Decay. <laughs> Somewhat Ooh. of a recommendation. Somewhat of a recommendation. Yeah. If, if 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 none of what I said puts you off, then there you go. Check it out. That's how reviews work. Yep, I guess so. <laughs> Survive. Kill some zombies. I'll at least get to the end game of one of these runs, I think. I think I'll at least, because it, it does encourage you to play it multiple times, like, see the other areas. Which is just and... like, you know, one of those classically ridiculous things. That, like, why don't you play this game for 20 hours twice? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, a run in this is quite a long investment. Um, mm. But it does let you, like, in theory, like, oh, if you... If you Succeed, for instance, if you if you don't just abandon your community, it's like oh, you can bring your best guys to the next one, yes, so the next exactly. one will be easier, right? Bring right? Chicago Ted along. <laughs> Chicago yeah, Ted. That's all you need. No zombies safe. <laughs> you got to watch out for Kearney in my one. Southern military badass. <laughs> don't want to trust Nando. He cooks. He cooks chicken, <laughs> presumably. <laughs> I'm a guy called Nando who has cooking skills. It's pretty great. I imagine Nando must be a fairly normal name. I apologize yeah, for being accidentally racist. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and with Can that... <laughs> you, you got anything to add to it? Uh, not much. I've I've been playing the Zelda DLC like Zeg, but I haven't got to the end like him, so I've got to. You, get how that many done. of the bosses did you get through the retrace replays? 
Oh, I just did. I've done. I've done the water one. I did the uh, the whole, you know, killing those flying. That yeah. wasn't that bad, actually. The flying guardians. Yeah, the landscape yeah. helps you a lot. <laughs> yeah, it does. You can kind of aggro them and shoot them in the face quite quickly, or you can like Ravali's Gale up, and then use the kind of slow mo arrow thing to kind yeah. of help a bit. Yeah, so that was cool. Slow mo. So how much more. trouble did you have with that water boss? Because you're in regular mode, so no regenerating health. <laughs> yeah, well, I yeah, uh, not that, not that. But I, I, like I said, I seen my flatmate play that bit already, so I was already helping him with the tactics before, and then we already talked about it on the podcast. So it was like, ah. Oh, but did you feel like it was necessary to do it even in regular, or do you think you could have just got away with grinding his health down from the occasional hits? Well, it does take quite a bit, uh, even in regular. So. I mean, might as well do it the fun way. Where you have it figured out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so that's cool. See if you can get a couple of games of Mario Tennis in. <laughs> what, today? I don't know. Yeah. We shall see. But we will probably end up playing that, right? I mean, maybe. It depends if it's yeah. full price, I suppose. Yeah. Well, I mean, it will be. So yeah, it's, it's, okay. it, it is what it is, but okay, well, I don't know. We'll at, at, at this point, I feel like giving it a full doubles test might be worthwhile. Yeah, mm, indeed. See, if maybe they'll do another demo. Well, maybe so they, you know, the arms demos mm. have been continuous. But then it's not far from launch, though, is it? Is the thing, isn't it? Like, isn't Aces like out in like a few weeks? Yeah, mm, yeah, I think so. I think it's close. But that doesn't it, mean they won't do another. I guess not. No. But they said like like the, the you know they announced their demos now. Yeah, mostly the test bracket. <laughs> it's unfortunately not the test ace. <laughs> Generic online pre-launch tournament. Yeah. <laughs> no test punch. Because I think now, well, I test think service? I think that I haven't actually looked at it. I think the the arms demo now is actually more like a demo. Mm, yes. <laughs> But I've heard that's also potentially going away as well. Oh, well, okay. So I've got it installed, but I've had it installed for weeks, but I still haven't actually tried it. Right, I think it's time to get pizzed. (laughs) Oh, I'm not playing the arms demo because I know I'll get annoyed with that music immediately. (laughs) Probably. Have we got any videos going up? I think I just saw Sonic Colors Part 3. Sonic Colors Part 3 went up late because I was lazy. So check out our YouTube channel for that. I, I was decaying. I was in a state of decay, so yeah. the video didn't get done. Rob was in a state of decay, but now has emerged. <laughs> and uh, yeah, and uh, then it really will be run up to E3 next time, right? Well, next next week it is E3. It is E3. It will, E3. It will yeah. be E3, so we'll see you for our E3 special. It will be have. It will be have E3. <laughs> <laughs> so we will catch you for all the analysis you expect from the salad crew, I guess, uh, on the E3 press conferences. Oh, yeah. oh God, are we, are we actually going to do that? Probably, you know, two podcasts as usual. We will see yeah, how we do. Maybe. Yeah, unless, yeah. unless one or all two of these press conferences turn out to be incredibly boring. I mean, could we just sum up EAs now and be like, guff? <laughs> that's every well, year though <laughs> talking fun, about though. how the guff is funny that's the important part yeah whether, whether <laughs> douche mccock is about that, that's obviously the the linchpin of any ea press conference how many pelets how many <laughs> pelets <laughs> pele quotient quotient <laughs>
if we could get Mourinho or someone like that. You know? <laughs> we'll what, see. Mourinho's probably like point two of them. <laughs> he's in football, but he's not a footballer. <laughs> isn't like Ronaldo getting out or something soon, like proper Ronaldo? Yeah, so, didn't I hear that? Am I wrong? Or well, I know you have to retire at some point. Yeah, but that didn't stop Pele from turning up in the EA press conference. No, true. He's well old. Other Ronaldo, second Ronaldo, <laughs> Ronaldo the second coming. Well, look forward to all that football FIFA stuff Good <laughs> and the rest of the games. Uh, uh, next time. Woo-woo. Catch you for that. <laughs> 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 <laughs>